Blog Talk Radio.
on to is um, Beth Shalom Mashiach on Facebook, uh, Beth Shalom JG at gmail dot com, or freshwindoftorah.blogspot.com. Okay, shalom everybody. Looking forward to this tonight. Well, all right, right, and we appreciate again you being in the house. Okay, and I uh, just saw Brother Yeshua, but he disappeared there for a second. Uh, so let me just go ahead and read the show description. I don't know, he probably had to hang up and call back or something. You know, we always have to, have to fine-tune our phones and things. Uh, some people can't hear as well, only sales and things. So, again, family and friends, again, I definitely, definitely appreciate you uh, tuning in to the show tonight and hearing what the most I have to say because truly, 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 that's what we're all about here tonight is just obeying the Father. Yes, obeying the Father. This truth is not... What we present, what we always present every week is not the only truth out there. There's a lot of other truths that supersede this one. This is not uh, man should not live by five smooth stone topics, <laughs> what we have alone. Uh, there's a lot of more topics out there that's the body of Christ and the people outside the body of Christ need. There's a lot of other truths. But i tell you one thing, Sister Eliana. And those of you on the phone lines uh, listening, and even those of you listening to the archives, I'll tell you one thing about this this blog, this blog network. We are truly about being a voice piece for the Most High. There's so much going on in our world, and we just want to liberate in the area where we have truth. That's all we're trying to do. We're not trying to be know-it-alls or fix all your problems. But I'll tell you one thing. If you listen tonight and you have an open spirit, and I'm not talking just an open mind, uh, uh, you know, someone just just um, looking for just, you know, itching ears. I'm talking about an open heart towards the Most High. You will hear from him tonight. This is what I sent to many of you, and we read this every week because so many of us uh, do not, do not uh, get the uh, the email with what the show is about. You just call the phone number every week. So this is for you. Earlier I said this to many people. Uh, it's entitled End Time Prophecy Reveal Part 2. Tonight, End Time Prophecy Reveal Part 2. We'll be discussing amazing proof of scattered Israelites waking up worldwide outside of the USA and solutions on breaking Deuteronomy 28 curses and any curses in the households, in our households. It starts with our households and then our nation will be affected. I went on to type, our guest will be my old traveling buddy, Dr. John Johnston Pandy, who has traveled to some 30 nations. He would discuss eyewitness account of Israelites scattered worldwide, especially in the Pacific Islands and in his native um, up uh, in his native land, Papua New Guinea. Got a little typo there. In this series, we discuss end-time prophetic topics from a Hebrew Israelite perspective, such as the Mark 666. Many of you call it the Mark of the Beast. Also, we want to talk about, in this series, we'll be talking about Mystery Babylon. In this series, also, we'll be talking about the Beast. The various beasts in Revelations, there's more than one. And also, we'll be talking about how the Father is stretching his hand. This is what we're talking about tonight. How the Father is stretching his hand again to resurrect a remnant of the real Jews and key events he will do with them. That's tonight. 
Also, we'll be talking about the rapture, the 1,000-year reign, a new Jerusalem, army getting, etc., etc. End-time prophecy has a long list, and we'll try to hit as many topics as we can in this series. So there will be a part three. Just know that, and we'll be dealing with more because we cannot cover all of this. So I went ahead and sent that out to many of you. And here you are, and here we are, and so again, I thank you for your presence. I think the I think this is Brother Yeshua now, so let me go ahead and go to the phone lines and bring him on. Brother Yeshua, area code 513-307, is that you, brother? Hey, shalom, shalom. Yes, yeah, me. Well, say hello to the people, and go ahead and give a quick little uh, a way to get a hold of you, uh, uh, just some information how to get a hold of you, please. Okay, uh, shalom, shalom. Um, again, my name is uh, Yahshua, teacher at uh, Israel Now Congregation. We have a uh, congregation located in Cincinnati, Ohio, also in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, you can uh, reach us on our Facebook page, which is that's the way a lot of Israelites kind of meet each other these days. So we'll give that information out, which is uh, Israel Now, I-S-R-A-E-L, space N-O-W-W. Just send us a friend request on our Facebook page. Also, check out our uh, YouTube page for a lot of teachings and things like that, which is also on YouTube. It is Israel Now with two W's. Amen. That's Amen. It, I appreciate that, brother. And I want to remind everybody uh, 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 to just do just that. Get a hold of uh, Sister Eliana and Brother uh, Yeshua, as well as uh, Brother Elishua, who will probably come on the show tonight a little later on. He's not feeling well, so y'all keep me in your prayers. He may not come on at all, but if you do, it'll be just a caller. But listen, make friends with us. We're good people. We love the Most High. We believe in the Messiah, and we try to obey the Spirit uh, daily. We're good people. I'm telling you, you need to befriend uh, some of these people you're hearing on the phone lines because guess what? In battle, it's hard to find good people. I just want to say that about these 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 brothers and sisters uh, that you hear on the, on on Five Stone. They're really good people. I don't just have anybody on. As y'all see, I repeat a lot of guests because I just don't want to have a little bit of any any old body on. So these are good people, and I really appreciate them uh, doing the show with me tonight. Well, listen. I also for. Uh, go another further. I gotta get this out of the way. I just see my little, I'm reading off my notes here, family. I happen to notice that, um, um, you know, with what happened a couple of weeks ago with the show just dropping like that, I want to remind everybody: if ever you are listening to Five Smooth and it is not ten o'clock Central Standard Time, and the show dropped. We'll create another show quickly, quickly, like it takes me less than two minutes to do. So remember, if the show drop or if your line drop for any reason, just call back. And if you say there is no more shows planned, know that that's not true. I'm working on it. you got to give me more time, maybe another minute. And when you call, you'll be able to get through it. Again, if the show drop, you call back, you may say there is no more shows planned. Don't freak out. I'm, I'm planning it. So we got to learn to be suave uh, with these things because we are putting out some information that a lot of people don't like. I'm not saying this blog talk. It could be somebody working outside of blog talk, and uh, they just don't appreciate what we're doing. So just know that. Love every single one of y'all, though. Like I always say, there ain't nothing you can do about it. So that's to my enemies as well. So anyway, uh, what do y'all think of this topic so far, uh, Brother uh, Yashua? Uh, why don't you go ahead? No, Sister Eliana, why don't you go ahead and answer that? What do you think so so far of the the, the show's description? Again, um, 
I want to talk a little bit about um, the need, the need for this show. Just a brief, no more than about two or three minutes a person. Uh, why do? Why would somebody listen to this show tonight? We're talking about scattered Israelites. They're not in the United States. Why should people in the United States need to be here about scattered Israelites outside the United States? Um, why do you? Any, how do you see the importance of having on uh, Reverend Pandy, a doctor? He, he goes by several names, but I like to just call him Reverend Pandy. What? Why? Why? Is it important to have on a gentleman that has traveled all over the world that have seen uh, Israelites that know or have even heard of Israelites in various parts of the world? He's seen a lot with his eyes, but then he's heard a lot, too, because of his travels. So what's in it for me if I live in the United States and let's say I'm an Israelite or, or Brother Yeshua, maybe I'm not an Israelite? What 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 is the value of listening to this show, uh, Sister Eliana, please? Well, I think it's very invaluable and very important because you have to understand what's going on in the world. You have to understand your place in the world. And for so long, we have not understood our place. We've seen other people uh, value their places all over the world, but we have not been valued. So now we have an opportunity on this show to learn who we are, what is you know our role is in society, our role in the world. Uh, wide spectrum and where we're going, where we're headed as a people. So I'm excited. I think it's really important that we get this knowledge and that we do something with the knowledge. Don't just get the knowledge, but do something with it. I like that. I like that. All right, uh, Brother Yeshua, same question, please. Um, well, definitely it is um, important to know, you know, um, to be able to identify our people Um that are scattered into other lands, things like that, because the world is becoming smaller and smaller, and we can make different connections smaller through the avenue of technology, um, which I know you can attest to. You have probably friends who are Israelites that are in other countries now, which if you go back before this Internet and technological age, we never would have had that. We probably never would have met these people or have any dealings with them at all. So we find a lot of Israelite congregations even today, not a lot, but a small handful, they have actually expanded to have even congregations in other countries now, you know, waking up people in, you know, UK and London, and Canada and all these different countries that Israel has scattered to. So it's definitely important because as the Messiah said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached throughout all the world and shall come through technology is making that even much more of a, uh, making that uh, statement by the Messiah much more, uh, I should say, uh, where we could see it in live and living color. You know what I mean? So um, so definitely. And identifying the true nation of Israel is the first start in preaching this gospel that came from throughout the four corners because we are a nation of priests. We are the people that are supposed to bring this message to all the other nations. That's true. So first and foremost, that's why it's important. Powerful, powerful. This is going to be a very interesting show because you, the two of you, are, are some of the most lethal speakers to ever come on Five Smooth Stones, and y'all are not really wordy. You don't talk like I do. Our brother Elishua, you don't have, you know, we always got so much to say, and y'all always speak few, but your words are probably just 
powerful, if not even more than a minute of things both of us say at times. So I just really am looking forward to this show tonight. Folks, listen, uh, I want to remind everybody that's been following the show since 2011, I mean, excuse me, that's been listening to the show since 2011 to follow the show, follow the show. What does that mean? When those of you that's got something in the email or you, 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 you got something talking about the show, you should see on that page or at the bottom where you can chat also, at the very top right, you should see somewhere up there where it says the web button, follow, follow. It's very important you follow Five Smooth Songs. Uh, you can do it by simply clicking on the button, it'll let you sign in through your Facebook. You don't do nothing to your Facebook. It'll just send you messages whenever we're doing the show, because sometimes I may not advertise it well, and uh, you won't miss any show. Why? Why should you do this? Because, number one, you're supporting Five Smooth Songs. You're saying, Brother Seth, I really appreciate what you're doing. We don't want no money. We don't ask anything of you. We don't need nothing, no kind of financial exchange from you. We just ask that you support us by way of following the show. That means a lot to Blog Talk. Uh, that means a lot with ratings and such, and such and such. So please, again, follow the show. Also, if you if you've heard you'll hear us to refer to a lot of shows in the past we've done from here uh, from time to time. Remember, folks, you can Google Five Smooth Stone. Blog Talk Radio and get any of our shows, any of the old shows we've done. So I know I talk a lot, for instance, uh, leprosy. I talk a lot about that. You can Google that. I talk a lot about the one world government. You can Google that. I can talk a lot about how we Israelites just simply just Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio Hebrew or Black Jew, and you're going to get my page uh, on what we've done over the last uh, year since 2011. Just have to tell y'all that. And don't forget last week's show, my goodness, End Time Prophecy Revealed Part 1 was really something. Y'all missed out. And we can't repeat everything we did last week, so some things we're just going to refer to that show, and you'll have to go back and listen up because we've got so much to cover and not enough time. So uh, I want to do uh, a couple more things. I want to uh, go to Sister Eliana and Brother Yashir about got a couple more things I want to ask them, and then we're going to bring on our guests. I told them I'm going to have them on as soon as possible, and I really mean that. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about our assignment tonight, Brother Seth. What are y'all trying to do tonight? I mean, you know, uh, of course, uh, Cecilia, I just heard from her and, and Yashua. But what what what, are you, what what do you have to say? What What is the purpose of the show tonight to you? To me, some of what they were saying is very, I would agree to it, but I want to ask some things. Number one, we're very important people, busy people with important things to do. We have families. Uh, I know Brother Yeshua has a business. Sister Eliana is just doing all kinds of things. She has her grandkids. I work, you know, it's just, we're busy, okay? We're not, no, pulling, you know, sitting around with nothing to do. We love our people. That's number one. And we love humanity. That's number two. But more important, we love the most high. We're just trying to obey what we feel the Spirit is saying. Our people is going through an identity crisis, been going through it since they rested on this shore, like the song says, since those slave ships landed, we've had this identity crisis. And we're acting out what is in us. Well, what is in us if you don't know who you are? We've been given something. We've been given an identity. We've been given a history, not the true history, a history. 
And we've been given standards, not God's standards, not the most high standards, not Yahweh's standards or Yah's standard. We've been given another standard. One scripture calls it a false balance, wrong information. Listen, family and friends, what we have been given is poison. Even the way the Father was introduced to us, we thank the Father for it being, okay, let me just see how, see how I just said that. Even I was a victim just then because they did not introduce the Father to us. I guess what I'm trying to say, the way this religion called Christianity was introduced to us, it was laced with white supremacy. We already had the Father in our life before we got here. Again, we believe we're Israelites. We've had it longer as a people than anybody, really, especially from Europe. But there was something beat into us, beat out of us, and beat into us. As you saw, Ruth and the whole scene with Toby, he, he refused to give up his name, and they beat it out of him till he said, Toby. What's your name, boy? Kuta Kenta. Keep beating him and beating him and beating him. And finally he admitted it. He might have admitted out of pain, but after a while in life, you really begin to take on other people's ways. And that is exactly where we're at today. So now self-hate is eating us up. Black, so-called black-on-black crime, disrespect towards our women, disrespect towards our men, disrespect towards our children, can't come together. Black men being shot in the streets, no outcry. You know, we just, everybody's busy going about their business. These cops is on a mission, just like Sister Eliana said some shows ago. They're like alligators waiting for us. No outcry, because we're, we're just disjointed. So this is why these brothers and sisters put together this show. Not just the savage African Americans, because those that oppress us is in just as much bondage as we are. They may be taking our life, but like T.L. Osmond said many years ago, you cannot take a person's life unless you've already taken your own emotionally, spiritually. Like Martin Luther King Jr. says, you know, if I'm in bondage, you're in bondage. Folks, this show is a necessity. This show is out of urgency. This show is ordained of the Most High, and I hope you listen with your spirit tonight. We are not playing. The Father did bring us here in slave ships, Israelites. And he didn't just bring us here, but he brought us throughout the Americas. He brought us in India. He brought us in, uh, he sent those slave ships, and they picked us, they took us from West Africa and even from Israel all over the world. This show tonight is to reunite them, in a sense, and talking about where they are, what they're going through, and hope for those dispersed Israelites. How that the Father has not forgotten them. How that they are still the apple of his eye. He made a promise with Abraham, our forefathers, that he would not abandon the covenant he made with making this nation a great nation. Now, yes, we're rebellious still, a lot of us. A lot of us is just not trying to follow the Father. Just all you got to do is look out your window. But there's a lot of us like the El- the Elishua's, and uh, if he comes on, and uh, Yeshua and Sister Eliana. There's a lot of Elianas out there that are trying to obey the Most High. And this show, on this show, we're just trying to get encouragement. 
We want to present ourselves and present information where you can see the Father's love for his people. It's one of the most beautiful things you have ever heard with your ears. We want to present so much hope out there for you tonight, brothers and sisters, where you will fall in love even more with the Father and with the Messiah and with his, with his precepts, his laws, his commandments. And this will encourage all of us to walk closer with the Most High. Folks, this is the show. And we probably shouldn't even use the word show. This is the ministry tonight that I believe the Father wants us to, to be about. So, with that having said, I want to not waste another minute. I was going to go to Sister Eliana and Brother Yahshua, uh, but I think what I'm going to do now is just go ahead and uh, just play a little bit of this song, and then I want to bring on our guest. Again, I just want to, y'all just bear with me, Sister Eliana and Brother Yeshua. I'm just kind of trying to follow the spirit here, and uh, I'm going to get this gentleman on. Uh, and I know we got all night to talk. Uh, I don't know how much time, Brother, uh, the uh, the Dr. Uh, Johnston have tonight, but I definitely want to uh, get him on as soon as possible. So let's play a little bit of this, just a little bit, and we'll be right back, folks. Check this out. Listen to the words of this song. We'll be right back. We're coming to you all the way in Cincinnati, uh, around Panda. Just give us a minute. Royalty. Royalty. Powers of the chosen people. Bible in my hand. Word inside my heart and pain before my eyes. Broken people wanting to believe in something, looking for a life, trying to find the truth. But we give them doubt, saying we do something we don't. Hurting people, saying we do things that we won't. Wolf and she's clothing with a cross on his chest. Taking people money, promising to be blessed. The power to the chosen people, who at one point wasn't viewed as an equal. His own chosen people, royal priesthood. Yeah. Yeah, that you've been called out of the darkness, into the marvelous light. Do you know who you are? Royalty. Once we weren't the people, now we are the people. Do you know who you are? Called out, called out, 
folks. Let's go to the phone lines. Eric Code 513 418. Is this the guest tonight? Red Panda, are you there? Oh, yes. How are you doing, my brother? How are you doing, Hebrew? Brother Yahshua and Sister Eliana. 
see Eliana. Hold on, my, I apologize. I don't know why. Oh, it's from the music earlier. Y'all bear with me. My my bad. The music was playing earlier. I muted y'all, so both of y'all lines. Now your lines are not muted. Uh, Yash, brother Yashua, sister Eliana, why don't y'all go ahead and say hello to Brother Repanda? That was my my mistake. I had y'all muted because of the music earlier. Sister Eliana, go first, please. Yes, uh, Shalom, Reverend Pandy. I, I think I have heard uh, a little bit about your ministry over the years. Um, wonderful to be on the same line with you and to to get your uh, testimony and all of the wonderful things that you've done and seen uh, on this this line. I'm very honored to be here. Yes, yes, yes. I appreciate that, and and Brother Yashua. Yeah, just wanted to say shalom, shalom. Long time no hear from. Yeah, you remember your uh, brother? Uh, uh, we called back then. Went by brother Terry. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You Terry, remember? Terry, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought that was him when he called in. <laughs> okay, yes, yes, yes. Well, anyway, he's on the uh, band. Is on the line. He's in the house. Everybody. And I want to start off, Reverend, because I don't know how much time you got, because we're going to talk about scattered Israelites in all the four corners tonight. We're going to try our best. This is this is not easy, folks. It's easy to talk about the USA because we know who we are and all of that. But when you start talking about India, India, Israelites, and Israelites in Australia, and Israelites in China, and Israelites just all over the globe, it gets a little complicated, okay? But... There are people, we, this is what we want to establish tonight, Reverend Pandy, and I want whatever you have to contribute to this, uh, Reverend Pandy, Sister Eliana, and Brother Yahshua, whatever y'all have to contribute to answering this question. Outside of the U.S., where are there Israelites? How do they know they're Israelites? And we want to talk about that a little bit. And also, towards the, uh, we also want to include tonight family and friends. Um, I mean, excuse me, uh, guests to our family and friends. Solutions. So, Reverend Pandy, let's first talk about the, the Israelites in your home country, Papua New Guinea. And to those of you that are geographically challenged, Papua New Guinea is right above Australia. The Australians is to Papua New Guinea where white America is to us. Go right ahead, Reverend Pandy. Uh, yes, uh, like I uh, have uh, uh, said earlier, it's good to be on the show. And uh, uh, talking about uh, Papua New Guinea uh, as a country, um, and not just Papua New Guinea, but all the Pacific Islands, uh which uh, Papua New Guinea would be like the mother that gave birth to even Hawaii, all those Pacific Island countries. Uh, and most of the uh, the people huh, of the Pacific okay. uh yeah, if you look back in some of the histories uh, of the, the, the diaspora and the spreading of uh, uh, people um, uh, throughout the Pacific Islands, uh, it traces back to Papua New Guinea. Uh, and... Uh, but uh, uh, one thing amazing is that uh, the the migration of the people. Now, this people don't look uh, the people of Papua New Guinea. Don't uh, now we do have a little bit of uh, a mix uh, because some of the people from Asia, uh, which would be uh, Chinese and so forth, they moved on and uh, they kind of intermarried. And there is a percentage in the country that uh, had that resemblance. But the overall country uh, is uh, 
uh, a black uh, black countries, you know, in the Pacific. Uh, and so when when the white man first came Pacific Islands, they didn't know they didn't know how uh, they didn't they didn't know that there was people like this, uh, you know, when the explorers came. So when they came, they didn't know that there was people like this in the highland. Uh, and w- when they came, they were they were surprised to see. Now, even even as of today, anthropologists have not nailed it down to when that uh, that migration took place. Now, as we have said uh, uh, in Papua New Guinea, there is a a uh, big feeling in the country that we uh, as as the, the the black people of the Pacific uh, uh, goes back as the people of the Most High, and they didn't worship anything else but but the Almighty. They said the Big Spirit, and that's how they worship. And there was so so many of the cultures, especially in my area in in the the Hagen area, the Western Islands province. There is uh, when I was a little boy, I can remember my my sister. And my mom, when they had their uh, menstrual period, they had to go to the house and wait outside until seven days, just like Israel did. Seven days until they were clean, and then they said, okay, now you can come back and cook. You can touch food. You can do anything when you had your menstrual period for the seven days. You had to stay out. That was back. I remember when I was, uh, when I was a young kid, I remember that. They had a house in the back where they used to go and stay, and then when they were clean, they they didn't cook, they didn't touch, they didn't do nothing. And not not just that, but everything that we look back at, it just it's just like what the Bible, what Israel did, what the elders, you know, even the tribes, the elders within the community, those elders were like the twelve tribes of Israel. Everything that they they did went back to the Bible. And how they pick wives. Remember Maggie, and speaking of Maggie, sell on your your family for me. But uh, remember your wife Maggie was telling me how y'all pick wives. That was a trip. I mean, folks, we talking about exactly by the book how the Israelites pick their spouses. Right. Well, they uh, they they had to uh, just like what um, um, Abraham did to Isaac. You know, he had to send Abimelech. Uh, the uh, servant to go look for a wife for his son, uh, um, and, and so the same way, like a lot of times, that is done. Like people uh, within the within the tribes, they'll be looking for a wife. They'll be talking amongst families, and then they say, "Okay, we got this young guy," and they'll be going over, and then they'll be bringing him over, and then they will they will give uh, just like what Israel did. They'll give an exchange for uh, bride uh, bride payment, like a, a bride. <laughs> they call it bride price. The bride is as a price that you pay. So yeah. uh, some of you, some of you ladies, a sister from California, yeah, yeah, that 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 would be a price that uh, somebody would have to pay. <laughs> oh really? And Sister yeah. Eliana and Brother Yashua, y'all can jump in anytime and ask any questions you want. Uh, I mean, he's doing his thing. But listen, uh, uh, Reverend Pandy, uh, I just want to say something really briefly because we just got some people rolling in kind of late. And I want everybody to be on. on. We're not going to repeat everything, but I just want to say again, welcome everyone to this show. Uh, again, uh, what we're talking about, end time prophecies and how the Father is resurrecting. Uh, Israel, a remnant of them, because of his covenant he made with Abraham, he said he would not forsake his those people, and that they would be a mighty nation. He said he would all they would be blessed, 
and 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 in one scripture, uh, many scriptures, it even talks about how the father wasn't doing it because of Israel, because it was a stiff-necked people, but because of his name, because of his name, and this is why I, I believe it's it's a, it's a remnant he's working with because of the, the you know, that's just what I what I believe. So tonight we're talking about the scattering, how they would scatter Israel to the four corners. And uh, what's going on with them? Because many of you think this is just a U.S. thing. It's just all about American blacks trying to be Jews. And y'all have no idea. This thing is old as dirt, and it is dark. The people were dark as dirt. There's no hatred or disrespect to any other people. We're just trying to let you know, we submit to you tonight, that the people, the so-called Jew or Israelites of the Bible is vastly a dark-skinned people. Now, I was talking about Pandy earlier uh, this weekend. I was told him that I believe that some, and I told many of you this as well, I do believe that some, uh, Sister Eliana, and some, uh, some, Brother Yahshua, of the people in Israel are authentic bloodline Israel. Why do I say that? Because when Israel, the black nation, they weren't called black, but just they was dark-skinned. Okay? And people today will say they were black folks. They were very black, dark-skinned people back in there. We can prove it. We've been proving it. But when they was carried away into captivity, because the father says, I'm angry with you. And Jeremiah 1 talks about, 1 15 talks about, he would call all of the families, Reverend Pandy, of the north down to Jerusalem and utter his judgments against his people, his firstborn. And so he did just that and, and, and emptied out Europe on Jerusalem. And really, eventually, the whole planet got the wrath of this people that come from the north. Well, if that happens, and they took, take those people captives back up north when they, you know, if they return, those that return, and you can constantly mix, because remember, the four corners is Europe also. If you mix it with today's European, over and over and over, you're going to end up white. So we believe a lot of those people, I'm not going to say a lot of them, I take that back, it's definitely not a lot, but some of those people in Israel are authentic bloodline Israel, but the vast majority of them is not. They are the judgment that the Most High has said will come up on the true Israelites when they walk in rebellion. So that's what's happened tonight. And then we got Reverend Pandy, uh, Dr. John Johnston Pandy, what you want to call him, is here tonight. Eyewitness account, gentleman travel over 30 countries. And he have proof of Israelites scattered throughout the four corners, and he's specifically talking about those in the Pacific, as well as his home land, um, his native land. He's now lives in the USA, Papua New Guinea. So, Rem Penny, just go right ahead. Uh, Sister Eliana, did you have any questions for Rem Penny before he goes on? Anything that you, what he talked about earlier, you want to touch on? No, actually, I'm I'm really glad that we're on this topic because. It just confirms a lot of the research that I have done in the past, you know, and a lot of times um, I do speak on that when I was doing my blogs that, you know, it's not just the United States, but remember that the Most High did scatter us to the four corners, so it's we're all over the world. So, yeah, I love what I'm hearing because it's really confirming that research. And, you know, again, we were telling the, the listeners that, it's not just what we're saying, but you have to go back and do your research. It's it's the biblical research. It's the historical, looking at the, the history of countries, of trade, of nations, of, 
you know, their activities, and this is how you will come to the understanding and the truth of who we are as a people and where we've been scattered. So I'm just riding along enjoying the um, information right now. Beautifully put. Rep, uh, um, Brother Yeshua, same question. Yeah, nothing right now, and I just um, kind of listening in, just like the sister said. So just go right ahead. Right, right, we'll just go right ahead with again proof. We're gonna talk about the other islands, and I want you to talk on because you mentioned some very powerful things that the Mormons say. You can bring it up whenever you want, as well as uh, you know some things about Solomon. And, and before you start, because I know you ran to go here, I want to. Well, Pan and I was in the, uh, Port Moresby, Papua New Guinea. I saw this gentleman at the airport. Do you remember me doing this run, Panda? I just want to know, because we hadn't talked in a while. Do you remember me um, walking up to this guy and saying, i got to talk to him. You say, why? I said, he's so dark. Look at that, look at that brother. And he was, he was like questioning me, like, why do you want to talk to him? But he was so, so, so dark. And I couldn't get over it. I couldn't, I couldn't pass it up. And so I went to talk to him, and he was from a place called Bougainville. You remember me, us? You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this gentleman yeah, was so dark. He was like blue-black. And Rev. Pandy say the whole country is like that. So I began to talk to the gentleman. He started telling me about Bougainville. Just like it sounds, folks, Bougainville. Google it. And I promise you, everybody on this island is blue-black. And this is what blew me away. They're fighting for civil rights. They have the same exact 100% drama we have going on in the United States. If you think I'm lying, just go to your computer, get your encyclopedia, go to the library, and look up the history of Bougainville, the civil rights. The, it's like these people, this is why I try to tell folks, you got to look past white people. They can't be this powerful in and of themselves. This is why I don't subscribe to hating them and all of this, because what they done to the planet, obviously God was behind it. The Most High was behind it. Yah was for sure behind them. This gentleman was telling me about the struggles and what they was going through. Actually, he didn't get too much into it. He just told me they was, you know, a little bit. Then when I went home, after I traveled, I always researched what I just saw before and after, and I was blown away. Folks, if those are not Israelites, I don't know what is. You've got to read the history of them. They live out those prophecies set forth in Deuteronomy 20, 24, excuse me, 28 and Leviticus 26. Bougainville, check it out. Brought that from Africa. Check it out. How did those people get to those islands anyway? Who was still on an island where you can almost die and no hardly no resources? I mean, a lot. Of, don't get me started. But we, after Rev. Pandy hangs up, we're gonna talk our own version, Brother Yeshua. Hopefully, he has some. I know he has some. Sister Eliana, I know she has some. We're gonna talk about other places we know. It could be in the same area with Rev. Pandy's. And I want to talk to you about the Marshall Islands. It's going to blow you away. It's going to blow you away. You really think this is all about African Americans trying to be trying to be Israel? You played us short. I'm telling you, this is a global thing by the Most High. He's waking up his people. Ezekiel 37 is coming. It's alive. It's, it's, it's being Reveal right before your eyes in your lifetime. You should you should feel blessed. Rem Payne, go right here, please. Uh, yeah, look, uh, I was uh, sharing earlier that um, so uh, the, the country um, 
but I mean, uh, they don't know when when the migration, uh, because when 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 the Western explorers came, they didn't know even in the interior of Papua New Guinea there was people living. They didn't know. Nobody on the planet Earth knew that there was populations living in the interior of Papua New Guinea had their own civilization, had their own system of government, had their own system of, uh, uh, you know, running running affairs, you know, how to deal with somebody if they um, they were uh, stealing, if they were uh, going around with somebody else's wife. Uh, they had their own advanced system in place, even though uh, through the white man's uh, thinking, uh, when Westerners came, they, they thought that the Papua New Guinea people were primitive, but that was the advanced system that they had in place that went beyond 50, 60 years, if you want to go back Bible time. Uh, and so that was, that was, uh, and, and uh, by the way, the oldest, the oldest farming took place in Papua New Guinea. Uh, and uh, today it's become a, a museum. Uh, when they go back and they say, how did these people make trenches? How did they make straight line roads? They were able to do amazing gardens like this. When, 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 uh, when Europe and all the other places were lived in caves, caves and, uh, you know, uh, food gatherers, we, we had a farming system in place, a farming system that was uh, uh, spread throughout the Pacific, that was in place. And Mount Hagen is a, is, is a place where they have the oldest farming uh, place where they, they take tourists, and it's, it's a, basically a tourist center. So there is so many things, if you want to talk about it, I mean, it goes back. And the people at a, uh, you know, the Almighty, they always had that in their heart, that, that there was a, a big spirit, there was a big big God. And they had places that they, they have uh, made, made like a, a, a garden around their houses, almost everybody. They had a garden around their houses, even though they had bush houses, but they had something uh, uh, somehow do some kind of uh, uh, cook something to uh, bring an offering to to, to the, the the spirit, the big spirit. So, uh, and then when you look at the all uh, the Pacific Islands, I was talking about when you look at uh, the Solomon Islands. The name Solomon came from Solomon. Now that was way before when Solomon, the Highlands themselves, got the name, and that's that's close to Bougainville, Solomon Highlands, right there. Right, and, and I was just gonna—I was just thinking about that. The reason I brought up Bougainville, everybody, and the gentleman was sitting in this lobby of Port Moresby Airport, was because he took this little island hopper back and forth. Bougainville. When we say the word Bougainville, we're still talking about Papua New Guinea. Now, Red Payne and I had this debate when we when I first met him. I kept saying, "I don't believe y'all Israelites. I don't believe y'all Israelites," because Red Payne can tell me of slave ships, and I know that Israel, wherever they are, whoever they are, are going to be brought to the land of captivity by slave ships. They got to live out all of them, and so I'm not. We're not trying to have no club here. This is either your bloodline or you're not. You could be one of those people that learn from Israel the way, and you take it to your land and just practicing. But when the more Reverend Pandy talked to me, and I want everybody to listen to this, the more he talked to me, he couldn't pinpoint slave ships unless he can update me now. But the more he talked to me about the culture. I know that when people is mocking, are they trying to be like the Israelites over there, this great God, and they are really from Ham, 
they're not going to have that much Hebraic culture. So, Red Pen, I want you to really dig deep and think of all of the various ways, because you're hitting some of them, but there's a lot of things they do, folks, that just flat out. Hebraic, you told me how some, some how they was offering up animals at one point. Still, the way they do uh, the animals and stuff, if, if my memory kind of serves me, but I also want to just say, like he was just saying, Solomon Islands, these islands right around Papua New Guinea, again, these are people that are going through civil rights issues, while Papua New Guinea don't seem to be having, now, now, now let me let me back up, Rem Pan is telling y'all the great, the good part of Papua New Guinea, and maybe he's going to get to this, so I might beat him to the punchline, so I'm kind of helping him along, everybody here. Remember when he was driving up and down Papua New Guinea? And I was trying to tell you about white supremacy. And you was you wouldn't disagree with me, you were just saying I never heard this. And this man, folks, y'all gotta know who we're talking to. This gentleman right here knows everybody in Papua New Guinea in terms of political officials and stuff. So Reverend Pandy actually took me to their state capital to share my revelation or what I felt the whites was doing in that country. He said, I never heard these things. He was always told they were our friends. I said, yeah, look at your state. Look at how you're living. And when y'all see with your eyes the poverty that I saw in Papua New Guinea, I'm paying, let me keep it real, I'm talking about on both sides, the good and the bad. Folks, we talk talking about folks living in houses on the water where I don't even know how to explain it. Reverend Payne, maybe you can. These houses is up on, just imagine on the shallow part of the water, there's a house built with sticks. In other words, if you walk to the room, one room, and you, if, you, if you don't pay attention, you walk outside, you fall in the water. If you yeah, walk through the yeah. house and, and, <laughs> and miss the door, you're going to land in the water. They build these little hut houses out of, y'all got to see it. I wish I could have put some pictures or something of that. Can you elaborate on that, Reverend Pandy? So when I saw that and I saw who was at the same time across the water, they're digging multi-million dollar equipment is digging for oil. And guess who's digging? Australians. And I was pointing that out to Reverend Pan, and I was pointing this out, and I said, well, who runs that? Well, who runs this? Why are you living here? Why is that? And he began to, uh, to start, he began to understand what I was saying, that this country is under the power, of, I mean, for sure, for sure, where it deals with mining, and, and the Australians got a stranglehold all popping again to some degree. Well, Pan, I want to hear. Let's elaborate. Yeah, well, you know, like you were saying, the people that live on the water is basically like uh, uh, because it's hot and they don't have air conditioning, so they want to live on the uh, on top of the the ocean that the breeze comes in from from the ocean. So that kind of cools them down when they're sleeping. So there, there is it spreads out throughout the ocean like people have houses on top. But but you are right, uh, uh, Seth. When you're saying that, um, I, I've seen that um, you know uh, within human beings uh, and people of God, people people that worship the Most High, people even though they may not uh, describe to as the Creator, the Most High, uh, Yahweh or God, they may not ascribe to it, but they know uh, this. Like in Africa, you know, I'm seeing. Like I traveled through Africa, I traveled through different nations uh, that that 
you know, you, you see that the people are there within them. There is a vacuum within that they, they, they believe in, in, in this in the most high. Uh, and somehow they they uh, they they turned and worshipped different things, but that was that was because of them the diaspora they spread abroad, and that's what you know you can see that resembled all over from Africa, from South America, from Central America, from the Caribbean, uh, in the Americas, in the Pacific, in in Asia, everywhere you go, it's the same. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I, I uh, y'all, I, I mean, listen, I don't know why people going to Paris and France and all this thing, all these places, Brother Yashua and Sister Eliana. I'm telling y'all, you got to see Papua New Guinea. This is a trip. Now, listen to this. I saw a special one time. Papua New Guinea is big, you know. And uh, I, this is what I believe, Reverend Payne. I don't think I ever shared this with you. I think it could be one of those 12 tribes, the 10 tribes that were scattered first. This is what I believe. Yes. And they were brought there on slave ships. They were they was brought there. You know, ships been around forever. And I think when those twelve, those ten tribes were scattered, one of them wind up in the Pacific. Had to be. Just had to be. They ought to just stay in that little area. Now watch this. I just believe over time in applying their customs, their laws, their their belief system, that's what sustained them. Because Reverend Pandy is also accurate about the whole success of that area. I remember uh, one of the, uh, 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 this is really good stuff. I remember when I was looking at the, this one special on uh, one of the learning channels or something, and they, and they showed Papua New Guineans uh, in this remote area seeing Washington for the first time. They're the last people, listen to this family and friends. Papua New Guinea, of all the places in the world, there's only one place that fit, fit what I'm about to say. They're some of the last people that actually hadn't seen white people. I'm going to say it again. They got folks, it, this this wasn't that long ago, that hadn't seen white people yet. And when they saw them, I would just almost pay money for y'all to see the response that these people had. Again, I think because of Reverend Penn and the way they live, y'all got to see how these people Just Google it when you're not tonight, not now. Of course, when you're in the shows, it's all, when the show is all. Google places like Bougainville, uh, Solomon Island, Papua New Guinea. Remember, these are the same people, and you got to see what they're going through with these Australians. It's so much like us. It ain't funny. So I believe that Papua New Guinea, the reason why they're doing a little better in some ways, again, I, I didn't see it. I hear what Reverend Pandy is saying, but what I saw is a lot of whites there doing what they do mining any, anywhere there was real wealth like gold or oil there they were so I think Rob Panda what he is saying is true about how they're able to live off the land and you know maybe the whites are afraid to go up in the highlands like I was because that's why I didn't go to uh, 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 Mount Hagen ain't that, ain't that the top of it Mount Hagen where you said right. the snakes were in all of that at night and yeah yeah, Reverend Panda scared me. He, he, I mean, I actually didn't go into the inner part of 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 because uh, I think I can handle it. Tell you the truth, but uh, so I stayed in Port Moses, and he went on home, and then came back and got me. But listen, folks, again, those of you just tuning in to Five Smooth Stones, you listen to um, Five Smooth Stones. 
Brother Seth, I've got Sister Eliana on the line, got Brother Yashua on the line, and our guest tonight is Rev. Pandy, who lives in the United States by way of Papua New Guinea. We believe that the Sakura tribes are scattered throughout the four corners. We just start talking about who they are, why they are, and how the Father is working with all of us to bring about that promise he made to Abraham that a remnant of those people will even return to Israel. We believe that with every fiber of our being. And uh, but uh, real penis popping again a little harder. And I want you to switch gears and talk about some of the things you learned about, like with the, what you said about the Mormons and how they acknowledge Israelites and uh, and all that. I'll let you get into that. But anyway, so listen, folks. Again, why is this important? What does it have to do with you sitting there on the couch or your children? Many many think African Americans is making this up, and they don't know who they are, and they're malfunctioning, dysfunctioning. They've taken on another set of belief systems in terms of who they are. They've taken on another set of belief systems as far as who the father is, who the son is. I'm talking about white supremacy. They have been taught by those that oppress them who they are, who God is, what you are about, what you can do, what you can't do, who who they are, who these people that rule over us are. They've lied, not some some of them out of ignorance, some of, some of them knew exactly what they was doing, and we have been made into a people, a project. Uh, 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 we have been become. Uh, self-destructive because of these lies of white supremacy. And so five smooth stones, one of the things we do, Brother Pandy, I know you know this, I'm just reminding you, but one of the things we do is attack the philosophy of white supremacy, not white people. I'm not going to keep saying it's either not white people. This show is never about attacking a people. It's about attacking a philosophy. Uh, Brother Yashua, I feel like you have something to say in this, Sister Eliana. Yeah, I want anything you have to say, but yeah, show you what have you what have you gotten so far from what you've heard. I'd love to hear something. Um, I think it was real good, pretty interesting, things like that. Um, I actually agree with uh, the things that you said though, uh, concerning the whole thing. Um, I, I I can see where I don't believe everyone on that island is an Israelite, but I do see where Israelites um can possibly be there, and pretty much the way you explained it, as far as the uh, the ten tribes who went into captivity first. I pretty much agree with uh, what you said concerning that. So just wanted to listen in a little more. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm glad, you, brother, because I'm telling this brother, Graham Penny, now he used to go get into it. Graham Penny kept saying he believed with Israel. I said, Graham Penny, but y'all went brought their slave ships. And Graham Penny was just saying, and he's, you know, I'll let him finish, but I just want to just see what y'all have to say because I want all of us talking here. But Rem Penny and I will get into it, and uh, on the road in Japan, we'll be talking like this at the airport. We really had a good time looking back at it. And he would be telling me all these things. I kept saying, how did they know to do that? How did they know to do that? Rem Penny, who told you to do that? But who taught you? There was no white people to tell him these things. How did they know? <laughs> I mean, Hebrew stuff. Just like if you, well, I remember on the road, it was Maggie, Rev. Pandy, and I, his wife, and we was just talking about their culture. Now, you got to know the Old Testament laws to understand when you hear something, it's break. And so as they began to talk, the more and more I said, these people got to be. So I think what 
Brother Yashir just said his truth. One of them ten tribes winded up there and was practicing. It's probably still there's some of the descendants. In the meantime, you get others that's not. So anyway, Rep. Panda, go ahead and share more about popular again. Then we're gonna switch gears and talk about other places that you've been. Cause you've been to thirty countries, over thirty countries. So I know there's more than just popular again. But go ahead and, and put some final touches on how you know your homeland uh, has Israelites. And then we want to switch gears and talk about Solomon Islands, Micronesia, Guam, all all over there, please. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, um, so uh, as you were saying, I mean, uh, Brother Seth, uh, I would um, uh, have reservations, as I have told you before in our travels, that there has to be something uh, written, uh, documented, that that if 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 I am to accept your, your uh, the way you're putting it, that uh, the people came in uh, uh, ships now. If that is true, then uh, then uh, how did the people live in that native culture that is only to them? There was no other country except them. So when when the explorers came, the people were already in that culture like that. So it's not like they came and somebody brought them and they. So you remember I told you that, and I said it precedes Western civilization and migration it goes back to israel that migration 12 tribes were scattered abroad and i believe that's when when the people came to those islands in other parts of the world as well interesting well like and y'all y'all everybody again this is juicy uh the, again those of you listening on the phone lines and, and, and in the chat room uh, what you're getting is what a dose of what we did in Guam. We're in the Guam airport. This is what we do. <laughs> On a plane, you know, we get one of those up through where there's three chairs and the one in the middle. This is what we do. Just And, and I appreciate this dialogue, brother. It's really taking me back. But listen, the bottom line is this. This is what we want our people to know, that the Shabbat, that that the feast days, uh, that the way you a woman does in her menstrual period, uh, uh, that the way you uh, uh, resolve conflict, we just want the world to know that the people in Israel were not the inventors of that. Those people, the vast majority of them, not all, the vast majority of them, not all, cannot be the Jews. Are the Israelites? It's impossible. That's what we want to nail, if nothing else. Okay, Papua New Guinea is a very unique place, a very unique place, and I, we got all kind of theories as to what happened. But one thing we cannot deny: those people got all these cultures that he break. And when a nation is mocking Israel's practices or trying to be like the Israelites, because you know a lot of that's what we were supposed to do: go all over the world and teach people our ways. You don't never pick up that many Hebrew characteristics. And y'all have got to see. You have to go there and see it with your eyes. It's a trip. Go right ahead. So um, anyway, I I agree with uh, Reverend Candy. Um, I I believe that uh, a lot of the people on that island and maybe almost all of the people, the indigenous people that are Papua New Guineans are Israelites because – Remember, the father told Abraham that he would make his descendants as the sand of the sea. Nobody can count the sand. 
I mean, there are many, many beaches. There's, you can't count it. He said, or the stars of the heaven. You can't count them. So there, you know, the Hebrews are a, a very, very large uh, number of people, and we are scattered all over. The other thing I wanted to mention is that um, I watched a movie uh, a couple about a year ago. Uh, the movie was called Mr. Pip, and it was the first time that I ever saw the culture of Papua New Guinea, and I was really blown away. As I watched that movie, it, it talks about um, the conflict that happened uh, in the islands of the Bougainville War uh, in the 1990s, and um, it was about a, um, a British expatriate that had gone and taught as a teacher and befriended a young a girl in the class, but the culture and the way the people responded, you know, when I watched that movie, I was very, very blown away. And this was a year ago, and I was saying, you know, these people have so many characteristics just like we do here in the States, being Hebrew people. I was really, really, really blown away by what I saw, and uh, they, you know, did a lot on the island and the culture of the people. So I have not been to Papua New Guinea, but when I saw that film, I really felt a connection, and I felt like, you know, we haven't even scratched the surface of where the Hebrews are, but, you know, the father knows exactly where all of his children are. He knows exactly where, what lands, what countries, what's happened over the course of time. So I was really, really impressed, but I did want to agree with um, Reverend Pandy on that um, because, this is a big movement. It's not just here, you know, African Americans in the United States. This is all over. It's global. It's a global thing that happened, and we're all waking up to these uh, realities. And um, the other thing oh. I wanted to mention is today oh. I happened to watch the movie Fiddler on the Roof, and I had watched that movie before. But I encourage the listeners to watch that movie again because in that movie, and this is talking about the Ashkenazi Jews of Russia from Russian descent, the uh, one, the main character, when they were asked to leave, the main character clearly says, we have been here, this is our ancestral home, we've been here for thousands of years. It's our country of origin. And in other words, is what he was really saying, Russia is their country of origin, yet they were claiming to be the chosen people. So, you know, you have to listen. When you're listening to the Ashkenazi, when you're listening to those people that call themselves the Jews, you have to hear what they say. They all hail from some European country, which is really their ancestral place, not from Israel, not from Israel at all. And they call themselves Semitic but we know that the that son's name was Shem, not Sim. So they twisted. They they it sounds a lot like, but it isn't. And you have to not be deceived by the sleight of hand. It's almost like parlor tricks and magic. You know, when you go to see a, a magic show, it's sleight of hand. It's a play on words. It's a play on culture, and they've got the world to see. So. I just wanted to bring that up because that really stuck out to me today when I watched that movie that um, they clearly state who they are and where they're from, but yet they're trying to say they are Israel. Interesting. Powerful. Powerful. I really appreciate that, y'all. I really appreciate y'all's input. Rep Pandy, 
uh, I didn't get a chance to really do a, a bio of you. Uh, I, I know we're kind of late, but I want you to tell everybody uh, uh, again, what are you doing? Because really, you are a very busy man. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure these pictures. I mean, you're all over the world, uh, all types of crusades where there's thousands of people. You uh, got your hand in all kinds of stuff. And what I want to, what I want everybody to know about this gentleman right here, is his family. His family is second to none. Listen, listen. For those of you that have sons and daughters that's going through, and and it's just got issues, you know, as we go as we are in the place of our captivity. Rev Tandy and I we, we went in and, and, and one of one of the things uh we had on our lit things to do list was to get his family from Papua New Guinea and we successfully did that. His children came to the United States and Sister Eliana, Brother Yashua, I promise you, y'all have never seen no children excel like they did in school. Hudson went to a school that was predominantly white. And uh, Reverend Pandy was telling me when you go inside the school, there's a picture of the principal. You know, like most little middle schools, you have a picture of the principal or past principals or something, some type of picture on the wall of the educators. But they also have the top student picture as well. And Hudson School, coming from Papua New Guinea in less than three years, I think it was like the next year or something, this boy's picture was up there. <laughs> and I, listen, y'all, Rempan, you got to tell the story. These are honor students, folks. And Rempan, did not allow the second, because he's in Cincinnati. You know, a lot of stuff going in Cincinnati. And they was around a lot of kids. And Rempan, he just got this tight. The way he brought those kids up was really something. I know for uh, your son, I, he played football. They went to the state championship. I mean, they came here and just blossomed in every single thing that you know. And it was it was the way he raised them. I'm telling you, because there's other people that come from the same culture can't throw that testimony. Go ahead, Rep. Pandy. Just talk a little bit about your family. Just give us a little more about two or three minutes. Just about how they came and the success that they have. And I mean, even now, I think you got some uh, dental dentists. Just go ahead and tell us. Go ahead and just do it all in one shot. A bio of you, how to get a hold of you, and your kids, please. Um. Well, you, I think you, you pretty much covered it. But uh, you know, I I came here uh, with a with with a purpose to, um, I was purpose driven that I, I wanted to, um, uh, come to college here. So when I came, I, I, uh, worked on a couple of degrees. I think I have about five degrees, a couple of bachelor's, two masters and a doctorate. So, you know, I did that myself, um, you know, uh, and so I, I committed my time. I came here to, uh, you know, not to, uh, play around, but you know, I came for college. And so when I when I got done, I told my kids, I said, uh, if I can come from over there and get five degrees, I said, you have no excuse. You have no excuse to play games. I said, you have come to uh, not to uh, emulate or adopt or do anything that is cultural, that is negative, that is not of the Almighty. I said, you got to stay focused <laughs> on God Almighty, and you got to get those degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, keep driving it to them. You know, I mean, we're not a perfect family, brother Scott. Just, just to let all the all, all the people on the show know that. But you, it's it's a battle. You know, you got to keep working at it. And so that's what we have done. Um, 
And uh, I think uh, oldest son, uh, he did a, a degree in uh, uh, international business. And then the second boy, he did a, he's working on a degree in computer engineering. And uh, then my uh, one daughter is trying to go into IT. And she's working and she's still going through school. And then the other girl, she's going into dentistry. And uh, then my son is trying to be uh, going to a medical school. He's in, the, in his third year now of college, not medical school yet. So, you know, all five kids, uh, and they, they've stayed out of trouble. No, they've not been in jail, not getting into drugs and you know, all the crazy stuff. And we thank the Almighty for what he has done. Now, let me say this because I know what somebody's thinking. i got to keep this show real as a host. If you're a good host, if you can do what I'm about to do. I know somebody's thinking. Now, now I don't know. Y'all don't sound like Israelites because y'all don't have all these troubles. Rem Tandy will cast out a demon. In a minute. <laughs> you know, again, I didn't do a bio, bio bio of you, but this man going in and out of all kind of cultures in the jungles. He had to have bodyguards with big guns escorting him. Again, I didn't do I should have did a better bio of you. But Red Pan, this gentleman on this line, I'm not trying to glorify man. I'm glorifying the, the Father, the God is in him, and that's really in Yeshua, and it's really in as well, Sister Eliana, and myself. This man here, <laughs> I mean, he is not scared. Why don't you just, just a little bit? Because, again, I didn't do a bio on you like I normally do with most people when I bring them on the show. Just talk a little bit about the maybe the deliverance aspect. What have you seen over there in the Orient? I know you come up against all kinds of spirits because of the God, the Father, the, the, the Elohim you serve. And see, what people don't understand is, well, Pandy, one more thing, one more thing. A lot of people don't understand you're not the only one with successful kids that's, that's Israel. Everybody that's an Israelite is not having trouble with their kids. Some of them are just saying, listen, you're going to get that degree just like he said, or I'm not going to tolerate it. I never saw any of his kids sagging. And I should say, Brent Payne, I know they want to sag, don't they do that? And I would see their friends, and I was like, they just, he was not having it. So just talk a little bit about that, because we got all kinds of people listening with all kinds of needs tonight. And some people just need to know the power of, uh, of the Father. What have you ran up against spiritual, just hit, a little bit about spiritual warfare, if you could, just a little bit. We mainly talk, because this is all part of the same topic. Please. Uh, okay. Well, uh, as far as the, the kids, you know, uh, I I think it's, it's the power of, uh, you know, of God, the Almighty, that was able to help. The, and as parents, you know, you got to keep uh, keep pushing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a one day thing. You know, it's every day. You got to keep pushing, and that's that's what I have seen. Uh, and we and we even today, I'm not done yet. <laughs> you know, we got to keep keep working at that. You know, even though they're in college, but you got to uh, find out what they're doing. I, how they come, you know, that kind of thing. And I believe that because of that and uh, our faith in the Almighty uh, uh, has, uh, you know, uh, helped them to uh, succeed. And uh, I believe that uh, and with the head and not the tail. And that's what I believe that, uh, you know, in everyone that knows the Almighty, that this is your your position in him, that he's able to uh, make you the head and not the tail, uh, the, the lender and not the borrower. And uh, I, I I believe that that that's that's our call as the people of of the Almighty of God that we are okay. to be the head. 
Okay, let's talk, let's do a little because again tonight remember we're gonna talk about solutions to some of these curses because I believe that his family for sure y'all gotta know. Listen, when 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 his daughters came here, they're very beautiful girls, but they were wearing all that stuff. Our girls wore perms and stuff, and they and I know they was getting made fun of. Cause I'm paying, I think you told me uh, one of our conversations in Cincinnati. He was telling me he was going through a little something with the girls. Listen, those girls rely on each other. Talk about that, how when other Papua New Guineans came, y'all tried to just hang together. And I don't know how your daughters was able to just handle what they went through in those schools. I'm telling y'all, this man lives his word. You know, I mean, you know, this brother here lives what he preached. I'm, I'm letting y'all know that right now. I'm telling you what I know. Yeah. <laughs> So go ahead and kind of, because we all are talking about, Rampan, let me tell you why I'm going here. Here's what a lot of people say. I mean, a lot of people say. Well, so now we just curse, 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 you know. And they don't understand that if you apply the scriptures, they're called, the, 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 it's called precious promises. The Father promised us thousands of things that he would do. He swore by his own name that he would do these things. Okay, a little noise in the background. Let's watch it, whoever that is. If, if you're not, I don't know, I hear a little something. But anyway, folks, listen, you don't have to be sick, and this goes to everybody, including myself. We don't have to be sick. No, we don't. We don't have to die early. We don't have to be harassed by policemen. I'm talking about those that are living right, that that have given their heart to the Father, that are seeking after him day after day after day. The scripture talks about angels that we have to protect us. Do you believe the book or not? The scripture talks about something called the gifts of the Spirit. Many of you know about that? The gifts of the Spirit. Some of you may not have heard of it, but it's real. It's powerful. The Spirit rises up in the believer as they submit to the Father. It rises up occasionally and warns them of danger. Discerning of spirits. You're just minding your own business. This is actually, this happened to me, Reverend Pandy. And you discern someone has a spirit. Are you discerning a spirit is trying to do something with you? You just know it like you know your name and you can't explain it. And then there's something called right. the word of knowledge, where you're doing, and I hear you, Reverend Pandy, let me just get to that real quick. You're minding your own business, Reverend Pandy. Cecilia, uh, I know y'all know, but I'm just talking to everybody using y'all here, Brother Yeshua. And all of a sudden, you got knowledge that you didn't go try to learn, like Reverend Pandy learned to get those degrees. This knowledge has come from nowhere, and it just empowers you. I've heard about it. People, you know, having maybe uh, uh, car trouble or something, and a knowledge come over them how to fix it, and they never worked on cars before. Or it could be a car, it could be something more complicated than a car, it could be your health, how to fix your own self bodily. But, you know, it's a word will come to you from nowhere. Why? It's the Father being a Father to you. It's called these gifts of the Spirit. As we submit to the Spirit, He does a word of knowledge. A working of miracles. Or another gift is called a gift of faith. You know, if you're praying faith, believing you shall receive. A lot of people will love that one right there for this gift to come on them to just believe. You know, uh, and there's yeah. other gifts, tongues, and speaking of tongues, we don't believe in that no more. But this is a prayer language, a powerful, the most advanced language of communication the, 
known to man, the praying in the spirit. I mean, these gifts come on us to protect us from the evil one, from wicked police, from the health industry, FDA, and all these bloopers and blunders and, you know, genocide to kill us. We're not just in the hands of these people from the north, but our nation is a whole nother can of worms. Go ahead, Reverend Pandy. Yeah, as you were saying, there is there is uh, there is power in the name of Yeshua or Jesus, as I believe. And I know that uh, as you were sharing that uh, that is that that will you know um, fend off every attack of the enemy that's coming upon. I see that that's what you know what the um, what in America the breakdown of the family, the family structure, because what. Uh, what you know, other people have imprisoned and tried to uh, instill or put in in stuff that was not of the Almighty in in the in the people of Israel. So I believe that that's what happened. But the power of the Almighty in you will help you to do exploits and do impossible things. And that's what I've seen. What he has done. When I was in Pakistan, this lady that was basically dead or paralyzed that they brought and they laid uh, on the ground. And, and I seen her just lifeless on the ground. And I said, I don't know how I'm going to, I've never raised somebody from the dead. I've never prayed for somebody from the dead or paralyzed. I said, oh, I need your help, uh, almighty God, I said. And as I walked and I, I put my hands on this lady and I said, in the mighty name of Jesus, are you sure? Rise up and walk. And this lady just stood up. This lady stood up, Brother Seth. The lady stood up, and uh, all of Pakistan looked and saw the power of the Almighty, that this is what he can do. Today, there is a big movement in the country of Pakistan. We have close to 5,000 people that are moving in the power of the Almighty. Amen. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. That will break the back of white supremacy and any other attacks of the enemy and this is what i believe rep pandy you know some moments some days i am so defeated i forget that and i walk around my head down the enemy is taking my uh, inflicting me with pain messing with my money and when i say enemy, i'm not just talking about demon demons i'm I'm just talking about devils i'm talking about the flesh sometimes just getting just the wheel to overcome the flesh rep pandy tell my brother tell my brother seth right now and i forget just how powerful we are. I mean, folks, I'm telling you, and then check this out, family and friends. Again, we're talking uh, about solutions tonight to these curses, these curses that's on our nation. It don't have to be in your household. Remember, every time Israel was in captivity, fam, family and friends, and they was going through hell, it, it don't matter if it was the Egyptians or the, just whoever took them into captivity. Remember this. There was always success stories that made the Bible, that made the books of the pages of the the Bible. This was in captivity. A lot of those miracles was in captivity. And this is what I want us to understand. We're not just cursing in the hands of these people. That would be white supremacy right there to think that they're all powerful. Remember, they power that the whites have to the Lord over us for a season. We believe that season has come to end or it's coming to its final days. Yes, we believe that. But the power that they have operated all this time to to be wicked, 
I know some of y'all don't believe this, but just read your Bible. The scripture says, I'm going to come against you. The scripture talks about the father coming against Israel when they were in rebellion. He says, this is going to happen to you. Actually, he said it, and then I'm coming to you, Pandy, and uh, Sister Eliana, uh, your brother, Yashi Judge, is jumping any time. But remember what your Bible says. Before Israel went on any slave ship, before any of their young men were standing on corners, before they was locked up in prison, before they was killing them and not holding themselves guilty, Brother Yahshua, before their women was disrespecting their men, before their men were disrespecting their women, before they was getting confused sexuality, remember, the scripture said, the Most High said he would do these things to Israel if they're in rebellion. So when all of this happened, again, somebody hear the noise in the background, please watch the noise. Rem Pan, if I don't miss you or not, we normally don't have that kind of noise. Okay, Rem Pan, that was you. So I'm going to meet you for now, and I'll, and I'll open up your line once I'm done here. But listen, remember this family, your friends. None of these things would have happened. None of these things would have happened if we was just obedient. So the same Father to protect us if we were obedient is the same Father that can call off the dog, so to speak. Remember what the Scripture says. If your ways please me, Israel, I will make your enemies to be at peace. Wonder why? I wonder why is that? Because he is behind a lot of what they do. I don't believe he is behind everything that these people are doing, which is why this country is going to be judged, because they took our oppression too far. Rem Pandy, your line is now open. Uh, Brother Yahshua, anything before I go to Rem Pandy, uh, anything you want to chime in, anything quickly? Um, actually, no, I don't. I don't. I'm um, just all and just kind of listening right now, so no. Okay, brother, Sister Eliana, anything quickly, quickly? Um, I do, but I can't find it, so I'm I'm looking right now because I was gonna read um something that was posted on my Facebook that confirms like what we're talking about how the end of our oppression. This was posted by a white gentleman. To me personally, about a con uh, a comment that was made against Barack Obama, and um, and I responded. A lot of people responded, but the, he was convicted. But it's a very good comment that he uh, posted concerning what he he feels that the Most High is getting ready to do something powerful for the black community. But I'm looking for it in my Facebook, so I don't have a comment right now. Powerful. Well, hold up, because I definitely want you to share that, sister. I mean, really, you got you got us, everybody, curious now. Back to you, Reverend Pandy. Um, listen, while she's looking for that, remember after Reverend Pandy has to go, folks, we're going to talk about, again, scattered, more, even more scattered Israelite folks. They're all in China. Yes, they are. I'm, I'm serious. They're in China, and they're always very dark-skinned people. Not always. I shouldn't say always. i got to watch that. Not always, but a lot of them are very dark-skinned people. Remember, the native Chinese were dark. The native, anywhere you go, the natives, the aboriginals, the original people of every land, was dark. 
dark skin. That is the truth. That's science. And remember, we believe, I know I believe, and I push on five smooth stones that we're all related as far as human. We're all humans. We all come from Noah, one of those three sons. Everybody that's ever called this phone line or that's been on this year's guest is from either Ham, Shem, or Yafeth, or Japheth, many of you may say. Everybody, we're related. But this this whiteness that our skin go through, this is something uh, recessive from the dark. i got to say that on every show because some people forget that. Rem Pandy, back to you. Any other Jews, why don't you go ahead and share what you was telling me really briefly about the uh, Mormons and what the, what you found, what you heard in your travels that they say, or maybe wasn't in your travels. But anything you've heard, let's talk about Israelites in, in other islands. Again, you've been to 30 countries. Don't hold back on us now. What have you heard about Israelites, other Israelites outside of Papua New Guinea? Uh, like I was uh, sharing earlier, that uh, the in the Book of Mormon, uh, if you look at the uh, the Book of Mormon, um, actually I was meeting a guy um, ye- uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, and he told me, and I told him that I was from the Pacific Islands, and he was like, man, he he was actually a Mormon. He said, do you know who you are? <laughs> he, he just said that. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Can you come? Uh, can you elaborate on that? And then he, he was like, you. Now, why, you know, I don't got to answer this. Why did you tell the man you didn't know? That was not. So why did you say that? Just trying to see what he knew? Yeah. I okay, was go ahead. Go ahead. I see what you said. You're fishing What he was trying to say. I was, okay, yeah, I I was, I was just uh, checking him out. So then he was like, um, he said, you know, if you go to the Book of Mormon, you see that. Uh, the, the people, the people in the Pacific Islands, you, um, the original inhabitants of those islands, he said, you people are are, are, are Israelites, the lost tribe of Israel, and uh, he said that uh, that God revealed it to um, uh, Joseph Smith when he gave him the Book of Mormon. That's what that's what he said now. Um, but but as I've been all over the uh, and I've seen and and, 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 and FYI, FYI I've heard that too just a little, just a little fifteen second interjection I, I have heard that too and I've actually seen it now I think about it, I remember seeing it in the Book of Mormons now they got some other crazy theories about black folk but I won't get into that but they do believe those over in the islands are one of the lost tribes very interesting uh, religion go ahead. Yeah, and then when I was in in the Philippines, now I was taken to a certain place, and they said this is where the blacks lived, the original people of the Philippines. Uh, so you know, when I went there, they they told me they said this is, this are some original people of this island. I'm like, wow, really? So then there must be others that have came to this island, but there is original people there. So as you were sharing, you know, and I've seen all over, even. Down in uh, Central America, as I was there in uh, uh, Mexico, in different places that I've been to, I'm seeing like you know original people, and they all resemble they they uh, they all have the same kind of look, you know, and it goes back to uh, I guess it goes back to that diaspora or that when the people were um, spread throughout the world, you know, uh, and uh, uh, looking at that. 
and uh, different countries that I have been to, I have seen that like in um, um, it's it, it just in you. It's in you that you you love the Almighty. It's in you that you you just want to worship Him. It's 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 your uh, it's your nature. <laughs> Let me put it this way: it's your nature. You feel that way. This this is who I am. This is my Father. You know. And that's what I see uh, throughout the world that um, uh, as people, uh, as Israel spread across the world, yeah. You know, you know, Ben, I'm listening to you talk, and the one thing I want to tell the listeners, again, everybody, you listen to Five Smooth Stones, welcome uh, again, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Tonight, I'm really enjoying this. I hope you are, too. Um, again, we have Reverend Pandy all the way from um, Ohio by way of Papua New Guinea, Ceciliana in California, uh, Mercy, California, Ceciliana, as, as well as Israel Nows, Brother Yahshua, all the way in Cincinnati. Folks, listen, this this conversation is very powerful. A lot of this information people will be able to use when they are talking about us being scattered because it truly isn't a U.S. thing because many times, reason another reason this is important came to me, uh, y'all, is because a lot of people want to write off African Americans in the United States as being just full of anger. You know, they already know about our dysfunction. And so when we collectively say something, sometimes it just don't hold no weight. And I think what I'm going to do next show, not not to, in the, obviously not tonight, but next show I think I'm going to have a show where it's nothing but whites, you know, be it on the show or be it clips of, of whites all, and I do mean whites, so-called white people, because I believe sometimes our people is so poisoned against their own selves. I'm talking about our people, so-called African Americans. And when we hear us talk, say anything reduced, having to do with race, we think somebody's anger or they hate whites or something like that. They don't understand truth unless it's coming from white people. And I just feel like that's where a lot of our people are at. But what I want to say is this. Reverend Pandy, uh, one thing I appreciate what he does, Reverend Pandy's kind of, I asked the bishop, we had a bishop on uh, Brother Pandy uh, a couple of shows, like three weeks in a row, and his thing was, we are all in the flesh. We are all in the flesh. And Reverend Pandy, when you do your crusades, I know that you don't talk about this. And I want people to understand how Brother Seth wrote. And I think Yahshua uh, may wrote the same way. I don't know, or Eliana, they can, they can speak for themselves, but... All of my friends, not all of my friends are like me and talk about this so much. Now, Reverend Pandy is doing crusades with thousands. And his main thing, and I want him to tell you in his own mouth in a second, but I'm going to tell you what I've gleaned from watching or hearing some of his messages. This man is preaching Christ. This man is trying to get the cultures of the world to turn to, to the Yahweh of Israel and follow the Son, the Messiah, Yahshua, Yahweh, the various names. That is what Reverend Pandy is preaching. And then when he come across evil spirits or whatever, he can tell you better not can he heal. Pray for him, cast him out, and you just heard the dead being raised. I mean, this is this is what Reverend Pandy do. That's one reason he's my friend. He's the real deal, always have been. And he is not playing with the raising his children. Y'all just, we talked about that already. But anyway, so... Reverend Panda, you're a different kind of guest. We had a guest on. He was talking about none of this stuff we're talking about is, is valid because it's all flesh. 
We was trying to let him know that this flesh is important because the Father said he was going to resurrect natural fleshly biological Israel. And if the Father says he's going to do something, you better not come against it. You know, so I want you to comment on that. Uh, again, I hear a little noise in the background like a TV or something. Meet us if you're not talking or whatever guest that is. But listen, one pain I want you to comment on that because you're traveling all these countries and you're not like, for instance, if I was with you and you know how I was when I was with you, I was doing this. I did this in, in London or everywhere we ever been. Although we went to London together, Paris, I think we did. But anyway, but listen, one of those places. But listen, you know whenever I go, I'm thinking about who here are Israelites and I want to let them know who they are. Rem Pandy is, is, it, it, it believes this as well, but it's not priority to him. So I want you to go here, Rev Pandy, and talk about that. You know, uh, 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 how important this is uh, to you and what you feel called to do. Again, Brother Seth, I talk about it all the time, and I incorporate Christ in here. And I think it's like a, almost like a hook. I don't use it. I don't like that word. But I, I, I let black folks know, listen, I, I shouldn't say that. It's not like a hook. I take that back. But I use it as an intro. But we can't stay on just the flesh and just you, Israel, and just, you know, I, I use it to, to let people understand why we're in America, why we're going through what we're going through, who these people are that rule over us so to break the back of white supremacy. I talk about white skin, how it's a recessive trait. I talk about how we were the people of the Bible. Everything started with dark-skinned people. This whole planet was dark one time. So I, I come at them that way, but I end up at the cross saying, but it wasn't enough for our people just to know they was Israel, Rev. Pandy, Brother uh, Yeshua, Sister Eliana. I let people know it wasn't enough. That's why we winded up here in slave ships. It wasn't enough. And this is what I tried to tell Bishop Robert E. Smith that was on not too long ago. I understand you, brother, in terms of who we are in the spirit, but you can't negate what the Father is doing right now in the flesh with resurrecting Israel and they finding out who their natural, biological, fleshly identity is. So, Rem Pan, to comment on that and, and, and your crusades and why you don't mention it as much, because you're all around Israelites throughout all these countries. And what do you have to tell them if, something, if this comes up? Please. Um, well, you know, I, when I'm doing a, uh, you know, I, I do uh, leadership training uh, with leaders of countries, you know, like um, I was in the Philippines, uh, we were teaching uh, leaders in the government, and then we were, I was in Central America, there was a few, um, the governors of the, those countries were there. So, you know, different areas of the countries that we've been in, Papua New Guinea, uh, I'm, I'm a big name in the country, and uh, they've carried my television shows throughout the whole nation. Um, but what I'm saying is uh, at, at the places that we have been and we have done uh, is not just trying to bring awareness as a, uh, uh, you know, just because you are, uh, you are Israel, Israelite, uh, just spread all over the world. You can identify as Israel without really knowing the father, who the father really is. Uh, you actually repenting from your sins and turning to him. Uh, and I think that's that's the main factor right there. We could do the, all the externals, 
you know, basically the rituals, the um, ritualistic part of uh, what Israel has done, and yet you are lost in your sins. You got to turn to Him, and and then, you know, really living for Him rather than, you know, just and then the other stuff that you do on the outside as as the people of Israel, however you you know, you do it. That's that's on on uh, in the, the external part of it, but internally, really knowing what He has created you as a people uh, is to really know Him. That's why. He said, "I'm, I'm, I'm casting you out. I'm, I'm, I'm basically, uh, you know, all over the world because Israel, you're not looking at me. You are not knowing who I am as your maker. And uh, so I think that's where oh. the problem is, brother Seth. That's where the problem is because uh, if we try to do all the externals and the name and all the culture of uh, Israel, and we're trying to do all these external things." Without really getting hold of the divine power of the Almighty, we are lost. Powerful. Well, let me, let me say this on the fly. This Again, folks, you're riding with us in the airplane. This is how we do I'm, I'm loving this. This is how we do it. This is what I would say to what he just said. I think what he just said is more important than what I'm about to say. This is what I tried to tell Brother Rick, the bishop, uh, bishop uh, that was on our show. What you're saying if somebody walks in the power of Yah, in other words, Yahweh is using them so strong, they are seeing the dead raised. They are seeing blind eyes open. I mean, all jokes aside, for real, they see it. They are seeing children come from another country with a lesser education like your children did and value education so much they soar because Mm. their daddy and their mama is saying we're in another country now we got an opportunity to live better and you better not blow it you can live a good life in this country if you get an education and they push it uh, knowing all these other cultures are pulling at them and, you know, and they're young people. What he is saying is a thousand times more important if you can get there. I don't believe you can get there, Reverend Pandy, Sister Eliana, Brother Yahshua, Five Smooth Stone listeners. I don't think you can get to know what Brother Evan Pandy is saying. I don't think you can get to, get to what, what Bishop Robert E. Smith was saying about knowing Christ and, and, and walking in Him and knowing how your sins are washed away. You are righteous as the, as the Almighty Himself. He gives you righteousness. It's a gift based upon faith. And you walking in that and talking like that and thinking like that. and I don't think you can even get there. And to me, one of the best things, if not the best thing on this planet I can think of, is to tell a people who is already his people, who gave religion to the world, who showed the world how to do it. We just forgot that we did it. Like Malcolm said, we forgot what we forgot. We forgot that we taught them. And now we have bought into a new way.
way of thinking about ourselves, a new way of thinking about our God, a new way of thinking about our our history. We have bought what our oppressors told us, which is white supremacy. Now we are self-destructing. Brother Rem Pandy, Dr. John Johnston Pandy, what I do, if I had two minutes and, and, and had to share something, two minutes I would go with what you got because it's the most powerful. If I had ten minutes, I would say what you got and what I'm about to say. Now, I will let those people know that Bible is your birth certificate. That Bible is your family album. That Bible is your culture. That's your people. They act like you. They think like you. They behave like you when they was doing good, when they was doing bad. I say, if you spit right now on the ground, your spittle has the DNA, the bloodline DNA of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaqub, or Jacob. You are Israel. The average person that hears that, Hold on, folks. We dropped, we dropped Brother Yeshua. Um, hopefully he can call back. Because he got 90 seconds to call back or else he's going to be blocked because it's about to be 10 o'clock. And those of you listening to this show by clicking on the link, you got to, got to, got to call, call the phone line, 914-205-559. Oh, you got 60 seconds. The operator just said you got 60 seconds to make that call as you're going to have to listen to this show in its archive. But anyway, Rev. Pandy, and I hope Brother Yashua calls back. Uh, I tell you, Sister Eliana, why don't you go ahead and try uh, uh, just uh, comment on what I'm saying, and I'm going to try to call Brother Yashua real quick, okay? Okay, and also I found the the the, um, the, the text that was written to me, and I, I'd like to read that because it actually – it goes with right in hand with what we're talking about. But I want to let me comment first, and then I'll read this. Um, my comment is this: it's absolutely correct. When you have the Father in your life, when you are born again and walking with Him as a Hebrew believer in the Father in a spiritual way, and the and the Ruach is living inside of you, and you have the power of the Almighty in operation. It is easy to keep the commandments that he gave you because the, it's not you that's keeping it's the Ruach inside of you that's assisting you to do the work of the Father, to keep his commandment, and to walk with him. And that is what ancient Israel did not have. As a matter of fact, they forfeited that. When they came out of the desert, out of the wilderness, I'm sorry, out of Egypt, into the to Mount Sinai, the Most High wanted to give them all that he has given in this generation, but they did not want it. And so they had to be brought along by schoolmasters. They had to be um, led by the, the, the angel of his presence instead of his direct presence himself. Um, the Most High spoke through Moses to instruct the people. But the, the desire of the Most High has always been to have the one-on-one -on -one relationship with his people as we have been given today. It's not not a new concept. It's We are just 
in the the dispensation where we can receive it. But I wanted to say when you have all of that and you know that you're Israel, the things that the Most High established from the beginning, you find them to be beautiful. They're not it's not a hardship to keep his commandments. It's beautiful to walk in his ways. It's beautiful to keep his feast and holy days. It's beautiful. It's it's refreshing. And then to go out, and as the scripture says, to have uh, an answer, to be ready to give an answer to every man of that hope that lies within you, that's beautiful. That's how I live. That's why people think, oh, you're this incredible person. I'm not incredible. I just know who I am. I have an incredible father in whom I believe and, and trust and serve and, and walk with. And and he does incredible things through me because of my faith. And when I found out that I was a Hebrew, I, I had already had identification and connection to the word. As Reverend Pandy was saying, you just know that you, you're his. It's just something that runs through your blood, your DNA. So putting it all together, it, it seems awesome. But it's how I live every single day. It's how my children live and how my grandchildren live. And it's just a normal way of life, but it's awesome. But I wanted to read this. Um, this gentleman, his name is David Marco. He's the white gentleman. He's um, a businessman. He's prominent. He's a, he's a godly man. He loves the Father. But this is we were dialoguing on a post um, concerning Barack Obama. And the post was real negative, and so different people got in and began to defend um, because we're talking about a, a man who already served two terms as president. He is not on trial, nor is, you know, he's not leading our country at this time. And so the real, the post was uh, negative of him in light of not discussing the leader that we have that's been in office for two years and so I brought that point up. Why are we talking about a man who's already spent two years and uh, two terms successfully? It is no longer in office. Out of office, two years. We're going into the third term of this new president. Why are we talking about this former president? And so it came about through much conversation, not just my post, but other posts, that this gentleman responded. And I want to read to you what he says. He says to me, Eliana, he says, as I ponder this, I have a great sense that a time of incredible prosperity of all kinds is coming to the black community. And then he puts in parentheses, sorry if I'm using the wrong term. I've observed how this community of believers love and serve God through incredible adversity, and God is greatly pleased, yet their circumstances haven't changed in decades. That time is upon us now. This is a white gentleman, remember. I believe, I again see strong, handsome, young uh, black men standing with pride in their achievements. I again weep as I see the utter restoration of black families that have been devastated for decades, I claim no more devastation. So in a sense, he's prophesying to, to Israel, no more devastation for our families. Men stand with pride when they have jobs. Sounds carnal, but it's not. 
What did God tell Adam and Eve to do in the garden? Men are devastated when they can't find employment. I humbly submit, could the tragedy be more an economic one than a racial one? People scrambling for jobs that have gone elsewhere? Survival. Could it have been decades of leaders knowing exactly what they have been doing, devastating this country, this community? At any rate, it's time for restoration. God remembers those that put their trust in him. He never forgets. Now is the time. Be encouraged. This is what he wrote to me concerning our community. You know the Most High had to download that to him. For him to admit a white man watching our community and seeing what the Most High is doing, it brought him to a place of humility, and he had to comment on that. And I I couldn't even say, I was going to go in and say, you know, we're Israel, da, da, da. But the Most High said, do not say anything. Just accept what he has written at this time. So that has been posted. That was put put on Facebook to me in another post on someone else's timeline. But, again, this man is prophesying the restoration of our community. Powerful. That's powerful. Powerful. Thank you for sharing that. That is what I mean. Now, that right there should lift everybody that's listened to this show. And that's what I Sister Eliana, that was really good from you. I really appreciate you sharing that. Well, listen, folks, again, this is what we do. Encourage our people. Encourage not just our people, really all people, but we just aim it at our people first because our people are is at the bottom, let's just be real, uh, in need of a Savior, in need of that uh, that balm, B-A-L-M, that balm in Gilead. Well, let's go back to Reverend Panda. I want to go ahead and close out with him because I know he has a lot to do. It's, it's late where he's at. He's an hour behind us, and he told me that this show would be kind of late for him. So, Reverend Panda, go ahead and give us your closing comments. Again, thank you for coming on Five Smooth Stone Network and just just sharing all of that information. You was just, I was listening to you earlier, just jumping around the islands and just naming places. Hopefully everybody knows what those places that you was calling out. But uh, you really have shed a lot on uh, scattered Israel, and we appreciate that. And what I really appreciate most of what you have said is how you have put the light again on a more weightier matter, that is our spiritual identity, our relationship with the Father. I love how you are not really as animated about natural Israel as some people are because we forget we knew who we were, Reverend Pandy. We knew who we were. We knew all the tribes was very much aware of their history and they sinned and brought us to this place, uh, allowed the Father to judge us. So it, while I believe we need it, and it's very, very, very important, it, it is so important. I mean, because otherwise you're not going to understand America. You're not going to understand why you're going through what you're going through, why you're ruling over us, how they're so powerful. And you're going to begin to start worshiping them, thinking they're Superman and Superwoman. This is where a lot of our people that they do it grudgingly, but they do worship white people. Everybody, young, old, they idolize white people, white culture. And that's what happens when you don't know who you are. So, Reverend Payne, go ahead. Final words, comments, and again, how to get a hold of you, please. 
Okay. Um, well, I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm busy and uh, do so many things, wear so, so many hats, but uh, made this time because you have been a great friend, and I wanted to uh, uh, be on the show, just uh, share some information uh, about um, Israel throughout the world. And uh, um, I have traveled uh, quite extensively last year to eight countries, and then this year I'm going to five. Uh, and uh, so um, be uh, busy, but at, at the same time, um, I just want to uh, leave my information. If you want to get hold of me, uh, it's uh, John on Facebook. I'm known as John Johnston. Uh, J-O-H-N-S-D-O-N Johnston uh, I have uh, Facebook pages with Ministry uh, Spirit Life Fellowship International uh, With uh, Dr. John Johnson Pandy You can get all of me on that Just just type my name and Google my name You'll get it, it'll, it'll pop up uh, John Johnston Pandy P-A-N-D-E uh, And um, uh, 665 Fairborn Road, Cincinnati Ohio, 45240 Um and uh, that's about it. Uh, we have uh, uh, next uh, next year. We're, uh, I'm planning on doing a, a trip going from uh, Papua New Guinea to uh, Asia and Israel, and then to the U.S. Uh, bringing a lot of leaders from over there uh, across uh, across the world. So um, uh, a lot of things uh, planned out for the year uh, next year and this year for the Almighty. Thank Him for uh, making, uh, providing, and making a way so that we can get the Get the gospel out And uh, helping people to really know who he is And uh, uh, knowing him Will help them To uh, prosper in life Because uh, prosperity comes from him uh, How uh, When we get to know him Then our lives will be blessed Our families, our kids Everything we do he says Then you will be blessed That the word says So that's my message here Thank you folks for listening uh, Our greetings to everyone on this talk show uh, great work you're doing, Brother Seth. Keep keep that work. And uh, good, my sister there in California. Um, uh, brother uh, uh, Yeshua, is it? Yes, yes sir? Uh, Brother Yeshua, Terry. you got it. And Sister Eliana. Yeah. Sister Eliana, yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, it's good, good, good to connect with your great people. Uh, and even those that are listening or they'll be looking through the archives. Blessings to yes. you all. Peace. Well, peace, brother. Thank you again. Yes. All right, folks. You're welcome. All right, folks. Well, that's Reverend Pan, and I'll go and meet your line. I'll talk to you later, brother. All right. All right, folks. That's the one and only Reverend Pandy again. Boy, we travel. I'm telling you, we said had so much fun, and I didn't get a chance to joke with him, but uh, I forgot to mention this. I really want to give get y'all a laugh. When we would go to customs and immigration, you know, we go to a lot of customs and immigrations, and we had some countries we had to have visas, other countries we didn't. And I'll tell you, Eliana, they used to harass Rum Pandy, and, and I and I got to see just how powerful it means to be a U.S. citizen. You may not think much of it, but when you got them embassies that you can go in and out of in every country, yes, they're there to control and for wicked reasons. But there is a serious red carpet benefit to having an embassy in countries when you're having issues like the time they tried to block me from going to, uh, well, they did block me from going to Israel, from Egypt. And uh, 
the embassy was so nice. I mean, you call this number, and there's people that talk English. They, they're from Georgia. So most of the time, they you know, white brothers and sisters. And, uh, again, the mission of the embassy is evil, but you can't get some good things out of it. And how they was able to just befriend you. And and I don't mean a lot of embassies, even with Reverend Pandy. And so just, just being nosy and stuff. But what, I remember... Sister Eliani would always get hung up in, in customs. It's because he's not an American citizen. If you're an American citizen, you just go in and out of places. It's like, wow. And you know it's not about you. It's really designed for the white male. But still, it is very, it's amazing how many times they retain him. And it wouldn't be for long because his stuff was correct. It's just he's Papua New Guinea. And I saw very clear racism all over that. And so... You know, anyway, so that for sure he does suffer as a Hebrew, for real. But, Sister Eliana, any last thoughts about Reverend Panny? Then I want to take a little short break. We're going to come back and talk about a few other things, and we'll close out the show after that. So, again, uh, got any comments about Reverend Panny, then we'll take a little short break, and we'll come back and, and talk about some other areas of the country and some other solutions, if possible, if you want, and then we'll close out. Anything about the interview you bring? Oh, my gosh. It was such an honor, a blessing, and a pleasure, and a great privilege. I feel so honored to have been in his presence. And you can tell he's a lot younger than, I believe, than the bishop. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I was looking up his Facebook page. He was well, uh-huh. looking up his Facebook page. I was, I was, I was doing research. And uh, I was so impressed with his maturity, with his stability. He understands that we're Hebrews, yet he's moving in the call that the Most High has given him, but he's not denying the fact of what the Most High has done. To me, that was so awesome, and his reach is probably greater than that of the bishop. Obviously, it's you know he's traveling. He's he's I mean really well received. Not not putting the bush, bishop down, but it's this man is free. No, the bishop got something to say for sure. Go ahead. He's free. He understands. I felt so honored to hear him and to be in his presence. Such a great caliber and a great mantle that the Most High has put upon him. Uh, I very very much felt honored to be in his presence tonight. So that's my comment. I mean, I just cannot say enough good things. And as a matter of fact, um, he just friended me on Messenger, and um, and I just sent out a blessing to him as well. So I feel very honored, very, very honored. Yeah, and he is, I'm telling you, that brother right there, <laughs> I, you know, sometimes when you do stuff, you take it for granted. When the Father gives you, you know, this brother is a powerful man. I mean, for real. I really wish he could have talked more about demons and, and his running to spirits on the road and, and what he had encountered. Because he come more, oh my goodness, Reverend Pandy did not tell a fraction of what he experienced in those nations and stuff. Well, again, we didn't talk about how he's harassed. And, and I know they're still doing it because, you know, even though he's a U.S. citizen, well, maybe because he... His pay, you know, because he was legal. It's just he had his his passport is stamped with all these, you know. Yeah, I mean, I know this is real quick, and then we're gonna take a little short break. But Sister Eliana, for those that don't know, I don't even know if you know this, but if you travel to Israel ever and you get that stamp in your passport anywhere, and you go inside of a Muslim nation. 
you are going to catch hell. Vice versa, flip it around. If you go to a Muslim country and you get a stamp anywhere in your passport of a Muslim nation and you go into Israel, you're going to catch hell. And that's what I ran into. You've got to get, I'm not telling anybody to do this, but what some people do, they have dual, they have two different passports, one pro-Israel, one, I'm not telling anybody to do it, I'm just saying this is what folks do to travel the world, because it's so complicated, this the whole situation. Ram Pandy's passports, y'all got to see it with your eyes to believe it. He's got more than one just full of pages. It's so fat, it looks like a little Bible. I, my, my passport, I got two, too, because I ran out of one. But, man, I bet you have about four passports. This man is a world traveler. I was just, I'm always glad to hear the stories. But he was very, very low-key tonight. You saw him kind of get wrapped there a little bit. You, you heard the little preaching there, didn't you, With kind of when he was talking about the dead being raised. Did you hear that? Oh, yes, I did. And, you know, I really can relate because a lot of the way the Most High uses me in ministry, I can really relate to that. I, I've, I've been in, you know, a lot of different situations where, the you know, you do have to rely on the power of the Ruach, and you cannot be afraid of the devil or of any demons. And so I Amen. really felt honored about that. Um, I feel like we were really blessed. I, I feel like this was a, a real good uh, turning point in um on the show for this topic, I really feel that this was a great, great, great honor and a great blessing. Um, I just can't say enough. And he's actually still, we're still dialoguing on my other, uh, my messenger. So it's just a powerful, um, I felt very encouraged. I just, I really feel very encouraged. I, I just, I don't know how, I can't even put this into yes, words. Yes, I feel you as well. And I hope, Stumbling. I hope I hope the people are really feeling you on what you're saying, because I feel you for sure. He is a very much one of those persons that could have talked down, even though I would have told him off. But he could have been up there, you know, because he's done. He's got a lot of con- five degrees, and I mean, he really has five. Not none of those little small colleges. This man really went out and got five degrees. But he taught his kids. This American education has done to play with. He took it, took it, and ran with it. But listen. You are 
again, I want to thank all of you on the phone lines, in the chat room, as well as those of you in the archives. Just thank all of the family and friends, Five Smooth Stones that still uh, tune in tonight and uh, just really have been supportive of the years as well. Can't, can't belittle that. Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. But tonight, tonight, Rub Pandy, um, again, is an old friend of mine, a traveling buddy, and uh, y'all should have been in on a lot of those conversations we had in Guam and just all over this planet. We went on lots of trips together. Arlene, you know, is not one of those that really likes to travel that much, so I would always ask, if you want to go? And she... You know, had the kids, and we couldn't always take the kids. So Brother Seth used his flight benefits from the airlines to just jump on board those uh, 767s and whatever plane they had and just go see the world. And I refused to go to Paris and a lot of places. I went, but I didn't make my, just went there and kept going because I got enough for white supremacy in America, and I wanted to hear other voices. So I tried my best to see as much as can. I'm not done with traveling. And one day, uh, again, if you, you want to know more about uh, shows where we where I've talked about my travels, yes, I have a show called Enlightenment in My Travels. Uh, and all you got to do is just put Enlightenment in, on my travels by Smooth Stone, and you should get the show. I did like three of them. Uh, four of them, two international and two domestic. Anyway, folks, tonight we've been talking about Pandy, and I just happen to think that only because of all this travel talk. But, folks, listen. The revelation of African Americans being one of the lost tribes of Israel is not something concocted by angry African Americans that's just looking for identity so bad they'll just go steal it. We're not the people of... Revelations 2 and 9. Behold, I know those who say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. Revelation 3 and 9. Behold, I will make them come and worship at thy feet, those who say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. We're not that. We're telling you that the people in Israel today are those people. And we are living out over for sure, 300 prophecies that's to be on Israel. We are living them out. And like I said, the previous shows, the people over in Israel today, all love and respect for them as humans. And I do mean that. I'm trying to be politically correct. Much respect for them. They're not the people of that Bible. Much respect for them. They're not the people of that Bible. Okay? They need to know that. All the nations of the world need to know that. So that they will not misunderstand the Bible prophecies. They won't misfire with their support and be supporting the wrong thing. Because if you're supporting Israel, those people over there, you're supporting the oppression that's to be on Israel. Israel is in exile, and whatever people that's ruling over them, the Bible said they would come from the north. So look at us. Look at our state. Look at the Bible and see who lives out, specifically those unique 
and they are unique. Things that's to be upon this people called Israel or the Jews. And you will come to just like we have come to that we are the people. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? Because you'll be going through things and you'll think it's you. And that will foster self-hate, self-disrespect. And that would, would, would cause or tempt one to be agitated, frustrated, angry. And more importantly, family and friends, it will give birth to worship of a people that rule over you, especially if they're saying they're superior and they're lying as to who you are and lying as to who they are, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. You will find yourself in this world, in your life, probably most of your life, a white supremacist. That's the way I put it. Some of you don't like that term. I understand. But if I tell you who you are, if I tell you why you are, if I tell you who God is, if I tell you I mean, who your God is, if I tell you everything about your existence, you will become a Sethite. You will become a part of me. Well, we have become a part of these people that rule over us, and they are so-called white, and they preach that they're superior, and this is why I use the term white supremacy so, so much. What other dominating social class is there out there? So, Sister Eliana, again, uh, can't thank you enough for tuning in tonight with me and uh, contributing. You always, you know, you said some key things tonight. So, um, any final thoughts, comments about scattered Israel? Again, they're all over the planet, folks. I was going to play a clip about some Indian Jews. Uh, they're, they're in India, and folks, I went to India, and I saw these people, Sister Eliana, that had these what they call cow patties on her head, on, on their heads. And since we haven't painted talk so much, I didn't have to expect them to stay this long. We'll probably have to do another show where we talk about nothing but about these people or, 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 or other, I should say, other people scattered because he, he kind of honed in on Papua New Guinea and in that area. But, folks, there's Chinese Jews, and I mean Chinese Jews. Like, even the Israelis allow some of them to come, but they don't talk like we talk. They dance to the beat of the Israelis. They let the Israelis tell them what to believe and all that, but they just know they're Israel. So I, I remember a farmer was testifying that one day he was out on his farm in China, a farmer, and he, he said he heard something tell him, you're an Israelite. This is what the man said. I don't know. And he just began to pursue it, and he found out that he was. Now, this man just out farming by himself, nobody preaching to him, and the, and the Holy Spirit tells him that. But more importantly, they some of those people came there by way of slave ships, so they're living out all of these prophecies that's to be on Israel. Because to me, when I go to these different countries, to see Eliana, I like asking the question, I look for the lowest people, and I, I I actually look for them. I tell people, take me on, uh, I want two tours when I go to different countries. I want to go to see where the rich live, and I want to go see where the poor live. People look at me like I'm crazy when I see the poor, but I want to know. And I remember going to uh, 
uh, India, and there were these people walking around with these things called cow patties on their head. At least that's what we, well, like what we call them here in the States. But it was cow dung. And I asked people about them. They said, well, they, they, they used to be called the uh, untouchables, but now they're called Dallas. They don't like for you to say untouchable. But it used to be, now this is people telling me about them, say, it used to be if they shadow got on you, like their shadow touched you. Not them, their shadow. People would go wash. Sister Eliana, I'm very serious. They're called the untouchables. I'm, I'm sure you may have heard that because you're a researcher like I am. But listen, those people are called now Dalits, D-A-L-I-T. Y'all Google this. And Google, because again, we can't cover everything on this show. We'd like to give you tools to go research yourself. But Google this word, D-A-L-I-T, black Israelites or black Jews. And you will get reading from now to next year on these people that claim jewelry. A lot of time they're keeping the Shabbat, they're aware of the feast days. Some of them go by the moon, and it's when the, just like Israel, just like what the Golden Panda was saying, you know, Hebrew culture in the middle of India, and they're always at the bottom. India, remember, got over a billion people, so we definitely should be talking about India. So does China. So this is where most of our planet is. You know, you know it's only 7 billion. One of them is India, one of them is China, so there's got to be some Jews in those places with a billion people. So, yes, they're there, and they claim jewelry, and they claim to be one of the lost tribes. In China, they're there. Some of them have China from actually went and lived in Israel. And I don't talk about it because there's so few of them, but, yes, there's some people from China who Israeli government recognizes being Jews. But they only recognize them because of their... Uh, them adhering to Judaism. That's how they look at it. But these Chinese that I'm talking about, I don't know if they actually went to Israel. I know there are some went to Israel, and I think the, the, the Israelis probably look at them like, oh, they, they're adopted to our religion. That's why Demona wouldn't do it. But there are some Chinese Israelians that actually believe their bloodline Israel. And there's for sure some uh, coaching, C-O-C-H-I-N, I knew it would come to me, coaching Jews in India that believe they are for sure one of the lost tribe. Do you know of any sister, uh, before we close out this show, anything people can go research, some, give them some tools? Oh, yeah. So people can look. Um, I, I heard about the coaching um, over in India. and um, But there's also, um, there, there are some people in uh, uh, Guerrero, Mexico, they are also Israelites. They were taken. They were brought there by the slave ships. They don't know that they are Israelites. They believe that they are Mexicans. They're trying to fight for their independence, but they are actually Hebrews. And um, there, you know, there's all over the world. I know that some of the um, in some of the other islands, like the Philippines and um, some of the other places like that, the the, the Hebrews were there. Um, so, you know, we were scattered everywhere, but people just have to kind of look up, you know, the um, history of the different countries. Like I said earlier, you just have to kind of go in and do some research yourself and kind of find, because right now there's this real strong move, and it's coming from the Ashkenazis. You know, they took over Wikipedia several years ago to yep. control the content of what is being seen on the internet so it's getting harder to use the internet as a tool to just search out information that was once freely uh, shown because they're now suppressing that information again they are trying to um, take the center stage 
So if you really want to search it out, you're going to have to go to your libraries. You're going to have to look through old archives, um, newspaper clippings. I, I never forget, I was in Berkeley um, uh, about a year or so back, and I was waiting on a friend to meet me, a friend that lived there, and I happened to go into this very tiny bookstore. And uh, I came across a book, and it had all of this um, information about the hidden people. I wanted to purchase the book. I didn't have enough money to, for that book because we were going to have lunch. I really, really, really wish I could have purchased that book because I did go back to buy that book, and that book, I don't think they sold it, but they saw me reading it. And when I went back to get that book, that book was no longer available. They told me they didn't know what happened, and I really wish I would have purchased that book. But I looked through the book. I saw art. I saw artwork. I saw um, artifacts, statues, just different things that depict who we were and who, you know, how great we were. And I know you mentioned we were going to go into that maybe in part three, but our greatness historically, um, it was in, you know, going back to 1400s, 1300s, 1200s, you know, I was blown away, and I, I I really kicked myself for not purchasing that book at the time, but uh, they were watching me, and uh, I was so fascinated with that book that I really wish I had that book now as part of my collection. But, again, you know, I've been searching. Up, I'm searching for that book again. But I'm just saying, if you want to do this research, if you really want to know who we are, you really have to dig really deep, and, and you have to ask yourself the question, why are they hiding the information from us? Why? Why are they hiding this information? We are in the information age. We are um, advancing in the years. We're already in 2018. Pretty soon we'll be in 2019. All of this, you know, things are available to us. Why are they still hiding our identity, who we are, our history? Uh, they're, they're trying to blot out the name of Israel, as it said in Psalms 83. They're trying to make the name of Israel be no more as it was who we are as the original people. They're really trying to wipe us off the planet, off the scale, off of history. But we are here, and they can't get rid of all of us. But they are trying to wipe out our collective history, knowledge, existence, worth. And we have to ask ourselves why in 2018 are they still working this hard to make us an invisible people as if we do not exist when we are working among them, shopping among them, living among them, paying, you know, banking among them. We're doing all of these things, yet there's no real mention of our achievements, our accomplishments, our history, our plight, our, our, our ancestry, anywhere. And some of us, like you said, Seth, it's white supremacy. We are okay with that. Some of us are really that brainwashed that we're okay with not seeing a footprint of our ancestry or our history anywhere in these lands where we are um, in our diaspora. 666. And I do mean sick to think that. that That's exactly what they are. I mean, we just white supremacists. I don't know another word for it. It's really sad, but it's true. And, I, you know, I find when, when I hear black people say stuff like, oh, I want to do an organization. They can't be, all be black. When, when have you seen a successful all-black organization thriving in the United States that is international, 
you don't see it. But we have this, you know, it's been embedded in us, and we breed it in our children subconsciously, in our, you know, everything we do, we we don't realize that we perpetuate the idea that we are not are, are a non-existent people. We do that, you know, and then when you turn on the television, when you read the newspaper, anything of any importance, they just don't, you know, even I'll just say this. You know, Meghan Markle just married the prince and uh, over there in England, and we know that she's partly black. We know that her mother is black. But now, just, you know, a couple weeks after her wedding, they're focusing on the elder brother and his wife and children in the news. It just went from a brief comment that she was black and he married him, and then we got to go right back. You know, the media has to go right back to, the most important thing that you, we want the world to focus on is the white, you know, the, the the brother who has the white wife, the white children. That's the most important. They're the ones that's going to inherit the throne. They're the most important. And so if we go right back to being brainwashed into thinking that that's the only important thing that's, you know, important in life. And we have to remember that the the guard is changing. We have the changing of the guard. We are coming into power. They see it. They know it. We have to know it. You know, that's my prayer. That's my prayer for Israel, is that we come to an understanding of who we are and that of whose we are and how important we are to the Most High. All of the events that are going to take place with the judgment of the nations is because of how they treated us. We have gone through our time of chastisement, but what's going to happen on the world scale is going to be so much larger than our diaspora and our chastisement. And we have to understand it's because of us, because the Father loves us. And that's my prayer, that if we can understand our importance to the Most High, we can begin to walk like Israel should be walking. Powerful. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And I think we're going to end on that note, sister. Um, I really enjoyed you tonight. You didn't say that much, but what you said was keen. I really, really, really am thankful for you and your contribution, Brother Yahshua, even earlier. So listen, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, any, any closing remarks you have? Why don't you go ahead and give closing remarks, and then I'll give mine, and we'll just wrap it up like that. So anything you have to say, any closing remarks? Yes, I will just say to all the listeners live and, and in the archives, I want you to be very encouraged, greatly encouraged. I believe that there has been enough information and, and continuing to, you know, there's going to always be a continual flood of information at this time to reaffirm and to re um Resolidify who we are as a people. It is our time. And I just want you to be encouraged, you and your family and in your community. Be encouraged in who you are. Stand strong. Stand tall. Do your research. It's, it's our wisdom in the sight of the nation in order to understand who we are. Do your research and, and stand on the conviction that you're a Hebrew and that Everything is changing in your favor, in our favor. And that's what I want to say tonight, and I want you to 
to really be blessed and experience his true shalom. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Um, Sister, listen, I'm going to meet you line again. Thank you, and we'll be in touch. Okay, good night. Good night. And that was Sister Eliana. I mean, she was, she spoke very little, but everything she said was just stellar tonight. I mean, what can I say? Listen, folks, again, you've been listening to Five Songs. Brother said that was Sister Eliana, Brother Yashua earlier, and the one and only um, John Pandy, John Johnston Pandy. Is was our guest tonight, and I think he said a lot of key things. I hope you really was blessed by everything you heard. Um, very powerful show, letting the world know that it's not just African Americans on this black thing. And uh, I know we had an identity crisis, but we're not going and stealing from the God's chosen just so we can have an identity. Folks, listen, this thing is real, it's serious as it can get. We are, as Sister Eliana said, we don't have. We are full of hope. Father loves us. He has not forgotten us. All this show was saying, and, and if you can put it in a few words, is the Father loves His chosen. He loves the planet, but He is committed to Abraham and the covenant He made with Him to make Him of a great people. Abraham is his descendants, a great people. And I'm thankful for the love and the revelations that have went forward, not just on this show, but that's going on on our planet. I really am grateful to all that the Father has done for us in reminiscing his covenant he made with Abraham and not forgetting us and, and restoring us. And uh, I know that the world is going to know who we are. So in a sense, all of Israel will be saved in that way in terms of knowing who they are, but I know that he said he's going to do a special work with the remnant, and I thank him for that. Having said that, I want to remind everybody that's listened to these shows to follow the show again. You just simply click the follow button right there as you listen to this in the archive. Just click that little follow button, and it'll let you log in through Facebook, and it'll send you reminders to Twitter or Facebook about every time the show comes on, and you won't miss any episodes. Plus, it gives us ratings, or not so much ratings, it gives us a following, which is very important to us bloggers. So I just want to thank y'all for, um, for um, hold on a second, for, um, just being there, listening, and, and not just listening and supporting us, but remember, this helps you. This is what the Father's done. It's not what Brother Seth is doing. You heard Sister Eliana. Come on, for real. You heard Brother Yahshua and, 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 and John Pandy uh, tonight, Reb Pandy. You heard them speak the words of the Most High. You know this is not of ourselves, what you heard. And I know you can hear the love in this love story, uh, what has happened to Israel, the resurrecting of them, and, and how the Father is in our life, and that all the things we're going through, we didn't do it alone, but the people in the Bible have done it. And in Deuteronomy 28, we didn't mention it one time, I don't think tonight, but remember, all of this is like the foundation of Scripture for all of this would be Deuteronomy 28. When Moses is talking to Israel, and he says certain things will, you will go through forever if you're disobedient. 
and certain things you'll go through forever if you're obedient. So Israel is never just curse, curse, curse. And even if they are as a nation walking out the curses individually, if you're obedient in your homes, which is what we're talking about tonight, you can experience God's power and his blessings, abundant blessings, if, if, if you are obedient to the Spirit and you're submitting your heart to the Father and walking after him, seeking his heart daily, you will be blessed even in this bondage. That is the gospel. So tonight, that really is our message. You heard Brother, uh, the, the, the guest talk about being raised from the dead, you know, how a sister was raised from the dead. And I don't think he was lying. Y'all have to know that Penny to understand what he was saying. I don't think that man was lying. You've got to know him personally. He is the real deal. And so are we. We love the Most High. We love the Messiah. We love the Spirit that has been given to us as well as the angels for our protection. We're not a hopeless people. We don't have to subscribe to white supremacy or white worship because we think they have it better. White people are in trouble. Not just, they just got a bunch of stuff, folks. They just got more things that you can see, taste, touch, and smell. They don't mean that their spirit is better off than we are. They are in need of the same Savior, and they are in need of the same information that we're talking about tonight to understand how to treat their brothers and sisters. So next week, next week, folks, we'll do part three. We'll just continue this, and it'll probably be, uh, like I said, I'm really leaning on going to watch an all-white show where it's nothing but white people talking about who we are, because some people... That's going to be what they're going to have to, uh, that's what they're going to need. They're just not going to hear us. Oh, we may do something different, so stay tuned. I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night. Thank mm-hmm. you.